everybody, and welcome to episode 51 of Games My Mom, Mom Found. I am Mike, and who's with me tonight? Uh, Stefan J. Hind D. Uh, Solid Stuart Hughes. And Foxhound member Red Fox. That worked, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. I did not expect you to have something ready, Stu. <laughs> I didn't. I just said solid and hoped that I would come up with something ready. <laughs> And the thing I came up with was my name. So <laughs> it's okay. That's the most important thing is your name. Yeah. yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. At a oh, and for all those that are wondering why this episode's a little bit late, well, we will get Sorry. to that in one second. But yeah. But first, Stu, we're going to introduce what actually, Stu, why don't you tell us why everybody why we're late today? What happened? Yeah. So, so we get into the yeah, let's just let's just explain this right away since uh I I fucked up so badly. <laughs> And I was like, hey, our internet is trash. Our internet has been trash for a long time. I have to reset our router like six or seven times a day. Let's, over the break, over this Christmas holiday break, let's fix our internet. We'll get it better for the house. We'll get it better for everybody so that way no one's getting kicked off. Thought that would be a simple solution. Um, turns out it was not. Went to Verizon, changed our plan. Or sorry, I probably shouldn't say the company. Let's just say it, it rhymes with Horizon and it's total shit. <laughs> <laughs> Went to Verizon and was like, hey, we're changing our plan. They're like, cool, uh, let's do that real quick. Uh, do you still want to rent a router? And we're like, no, we've been renting a router for like 10 years and we've never updated it. And we've been paying close to like $1,000 for this fucking router at this point. But we're just going to go buy our own. The guy was like, no problem. You go buy your own router. Little did I know that I would soon hate this man more than any other human <laughs> being on the planet. So we went to Best Buy. We bought a router. We got back home. We plugged it in. Didn't work called customer service and they were like oh yeah that's a doxis router and we're like i don't know i was like i don't know what that means they're like yeah doxis doesn't work with our fio system so you're gonna have to go get a different router and we're like okay is there anything you can tell us about what kind of router we need and they're like no just get a different router that doesn't have doxis and you should be fine <laughs> so we go to best buy we return the first router we buy a second router come back home plug it in doesn't work call customer support and they're like Oh, yeah, uh, you, you plugged it into the Ethernet and you need to plug it into the coaxial connection. So just look where the coaxial connection is on the back of the router. It doesn't have one. And we're like, they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to need a router with a coaxial connection. And we're like, can we just use a splitter? I shit you not, the lady on the phone, by the end of this call, we had six different people on this phone call trying to figure out the mechanics of if a adapter from a coaxial to Ethernet would work. They all gave me, after talking to all six of these people, they were like, yeah, we don't know. You can try. So we go back to Best Buy. We pick up an Ethernet adapter, come back to the house. Doesn't work. So we got to go back to Best Buy a fourth time, return the second router, return the adapter, buy a third router that has a coaxial connection, come back to the house, plug it in. Doesn't work. Wow. So we're on five Best Buy trips and three routers at this point. Third router doesn't work. Call customer support. They're like, Oh, yeah, that will work if you do this, like, splitter thing. So we changed the splitter out. We got a new one. Um, and the router works, but our TV went out. We called back and we're like, hey, our router and our internet's working fine, but we don't have television anymore. And they were like, cool. Yeah, if you use that router, you won't have TV anymore. And we're like, why didn't you tell us that on the phone? And they were like, oh, you didn't ask. And we're like, motherfuckers, what the fuck? I hate you all so much. So we take the goddamn router back to Best Buy. I've mean, gone to Best Buy at this point five or six times. We've returned three routers. Return the splitter. We're like, okay, we'll wait until uh, we'll, we'll go. I'll just go back to Verizon. I will buy our initial router back so that we have something. And then I will work on getting a better router over time. We go back to Verizon and the guy's like, 
He's like, oh, hey, you were here this morning. And I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you couldn't get another router? And I was like, no, I couldn't get another router. I'll just take back the one I gave to you. I'll just keep paying for that one. And they were like, oh, well, we can't do that. I was like, you can't give back that. Well, I'll just buy another router from you. I'll just get a better router. They're like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. We can't do anything with you right now because your account is pending. And so we can't do anything for the next two days. I was like, what? What do you mean? They're like, yeah, we can't we can't change anything about your account for the next two days. So I can't sell you a router right now. Like, but but you're a business and I have money. So can I not give you the money? And I was like, can I just give you money and you give me the router? And they're like, no, I was like, there's no situation in which I can give you money and you will give me a product that you sell within your store. They're like, no, that's just impossible. It's like, okay. He's yeah, like, at, uh, this point, at this point, did you reach over and choke somebody? No, the point where I almost reached over and I, this guy had this. Okay. I usually don't judge how people look. This guy had a dreadlock mohawk. And he was very white. What and it looked the hell like, is that? It's like the it was like a hipster dreadlock mohawk sides of his head shaved. The mo the dreadlocks were pulled back in like a man bun. So it was like the culmination oh, of every annoying douchebag haircut into <laughs> one haircut. So I'm like I'm like clearly stressed at this point because I've gone all over the city to find this one working router. The guy says, "Oh, why didn't you just update your router?" And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, every year you get a free upgrade to your router." And I was like, "I didn't know that." If I knew that, then why wouldn't I have asked for that this morning? Why didn't you tell me that when I told you specifically the reason we were getting rid of the router was that it was old and outdated? And he was like, oh, you didn't ask. And I was like, motherfucker, if you tell me that I didn't ask one more time, Jesus Christ. Twice now, twice now people from Verizon have said, oh, you didn't ask. Like, it's my fucking job to know everything about their their setup. Should have definitely used CQC on that guy, for sure. I was like, when can I, when can I come back and get this situation fixed. And he's like, uh, it'll be pending for like two or three days. And I was like, awesome. The podcast is tomorrow. So that'll be fun. Oh, <laughs> so, man. I go back to Best Buy again. I buy a Wi-Fi adapter for my computer because I've got my desktop PC. It's plugged in the wall. So I buy an adapter for it so that I can use it on the hotspot on my phone. Simple solution. I'm like, I don't know if it'll work, but it'll. it's something we can test it. Fucking yesterday, we go to record the episode. And I'm plugging it in, and it's like, I plug it in, doesn't work. I can't figure it out, can't figure it out. Finally, I'm on my phone on the support site, and it's like, oh, yeah, you have to you have to download the driver for the Wi-Fi adapter from the website. Can anybody see any problems with that situation? <laughs> you have to have internet to... You have to use the Wi-Fi adapter that gets you internet. You have to go on the internet on the website and download the driver onto your fucking device. <laughs> and, and then you can plug the adapter in and install the driver so that way you can cancel whatever fucking other internet you've been using to download that driver. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, fine. Well, I was like, well, we're at this point, we were on the, the like, you can't just call Verizon customer support. That apparently is against the rules. They have an unlisted number that you can call and they say, all circuits are busy for the foreseeable future. Please hang up and do not call back. And it's like, OK, I guess that just means go fuck yourself. So we're on the damn chat service chatting with either a a, a robot that doesn't understand English or somebody from another country that doesn't understand English. Either way, we were trying to speak to them and they were not getting it. <laughs> so finally they're like would you like us to send a technician we're like thank god yes send a technician out yeah, that's just you mike okay 
Send a um, technician. We'll get this situation resolved. The technician comes today, this morning, and is like, oh, yeah, the box on the outside of your house is completely outdated. You need to replace all that. We're like, really? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, what you have inside um, technically would work, but your box on the outside of your house is outdated. Also, it would technically work, but if you continue using this router, your TV won't work anymore. And we're like, well, that's a problem we had before. So what can we do to have working internet again? He was like, oh, I'll just install a router for you. We're like, okay, how much is that going to cost? And he was like, they didn't update. He was like, this guy, I, this guy is my fucking savior. I love this dude. He was like, listen, they haven't upgraded the box on the outside of your house for like five years, and they were supposed to. So I'm just going to give you this router for free. Like, thank you, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> so we got a, after, after six or seven trips to Best Buy, I also went to Walmart and Target and like a number of, individual like pc repair shops just trying to find a router that would work none of them had anything after all this after going to verizon twice after the guy <laughs> pissing me off to the point of no end finally this guy was like i'm just gonna give you a free router man i was like thank you thank you so much <laughs> i got my internet back about two hours ago <laughs> oh, wow. i didn't know companies could just say well you didn't ask us technically yeah. so what the fuck well it's it's <laughs> You know, it's a cable company, so there's not really a whole lot of uh, I'm in kind of a lucky area in that we have the choice between Fios or a very, very bad uh, Cox connection where we're at. So uh -huh. we at least have the option to be like, oh, we're going to switch to Cox. And they're going to be like, no, you won't. And we're like, yeah, you're right. Just <laughs> spit in my face and I'll continue paying you all the money in the world. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah, that went a lot longer than I expected, by the way. Well, it was a long fucking weekend. <laughs> Apologies to the audience. I've it's it's very stressful. I feel like I've been attacked by Verizon now. <laughs> and the whole weekend, I was like, I was like, oh man, I just need the fucking internet back so I can play this goddamn game. So I can, I can, I couldn't. I for those who don't know, if you have Creative Cloud, it doesn't work if you don't have internet connection. If you have like Illustrator or Photoshop, if you don't have uh, uh, internet connection. Adobe's just like, you're stealing our software, so we're canceling everything. So I couldn't work on anything. I couldn't get anything done this weekend. It was really frustrating. <laughs> <sighs> now that in we're caught up with all that, you want to introduce what lovely game you picked out for us to yeah. talk I'm about sweating. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. <laughs> That's how frustrating it was. It's like actually, actually fucking dabbing my head off here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so the game that we were meant to play... <laughs> And that we finally got around to doing is Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. Yeah. For yeah. MSX. That came out in 1990. I thought this and was going to be such a fun game to play. A nice little, nice little short game, and I have a relaxing week. So who the, I mean, none of us play this on an MSX because none of us have an MSX. Because nobody has an MSX, I don't think. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's, I'm sure there is a working MSX somewhere in the world, but I, sure I, the, I don't know where. Well, it never came here for one thing, so it never right. came to America. Yeah, so yeah, somewhere in the world. That's <laughs> right. We talked about that with um, Snatcher. How MSX has just never made it across the seas. You can buy one online for two hundred fifty dollars. Buy it now on eBay, by the way. Anyone interested? Oh, really? I might be. I might buy it. <laughs> it's <laughs> a, it's a whole bunch of MSX games for me to justify that purchase. <laughs> I don't. Those, uh, should we have we ever described what the MSX is? Because it's a stupid, weird console that is stupid and weird it's the computer it's a computer it's just the keyboard it's a it's it's simultaneously one of those like really old world tech things and very new and modern like if 
in terms of a console, it's a very smart way to do it, but it's also just so odd looking. As a controller, it looks like the NES controllers. You have the two buttons, the A, B button, start, select. You have a keyboard that plugs into a TV or a monitor. Yeah. Imagine it's like a, it's a keyboard that has like the Nintendo 64 cartridge slots on it. Yeah. It's a very strange. I always wanted one as a kid, but they never came. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I understand uh, it took us like 20 minutes to even get into the fucking game. <laughs> 10, but there'll be stuff cut it out. So yeah. not I still haven't gotten into it. Yeah. No. All right. I, I'll start. So I was really <laughs> I was really surprised because when, when you picked this, because originally we were gonna play one, which I did post on Facebook and tell everybody, and then went, no, 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 forget I said that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm a huge Metal Gear fan because of because of Red Fox over here. He's the one that got me into Metal Gear Solid many years ago, and I've always been meaning to play Metal Gear Two Solid Snake. We didn't have access to it until it came out on. I want to say the first version is when it comes out on Subsistence. In the early 2000s, on the Metal Gear Solid 3 re when they re-released it, and that For was the first chance. Metal Gear Solid 2, yeah. No, it was on the Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence collection. Oh, subsistence. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a yeah. bonus material. Substance was the. Uh, yeah, substance was two, which had the lovely VR mission that me and you were never able to finish. I love. Uh, I love trying to explain the Metal Gear, just the Metal Gear naming system to people, because this is Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, which. It came out before Metal Gear Solid Snake. <laughs> like, like Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Solid, Solid came out after this game. <laughs> and this is not the same Metal Gear as Metal Gear 2, Snake's Revenge, or NES, which is not part of the series, which yeah. is not made by Kojima. Trying right. to trying to explain. Yeah, part of the, uh, Supposedly, from what I understand, part of the reason that this game existed was because of that other game. Where... Yeah, he didn't like Snake's Revenge. Yeah. Snake's Revenge, I never played it, but it's completely different game well yeah because the story goes is that he was on a train to tokyo or something and then one of his co-workers walked up to him and they said you know they made a, a sequel to metal gear and he's like what really and then he yeah. was like all right well i'm gonna make my own damn sequel since they didn't even include me which sounds very konami yeah and then the co-worker was like the was it the co-worker that he ran into the head developer of stakes revenge or something yeah yeah he was a part of it <laughs> yeah he was like they made a game and also i'm the one who made it it's oh. weird too because I've I've beaten the first Metal Gear, the MSX one. So it's... going back to this, it was like someone had to rush me to the Zanzibar ER because <laughs> I got shot up with some nostalgia drugs on this one. <laughs> it's funny to think of um like imagine imagine making like a remake to ET and then running into Steven Spielberg and being like, Hey, did you see that ET remake? You should make another one of those. Also, I'm the one who made that. It's a very strange story, but it's a very Kojima story. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was, and oh, the, the the port that I was talking about when it first came to America was in 2005, by the way. Yeah, which is kind of late. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I I didn't even know like this because this game is part of the main canon storyline, mm -hmm. which is this is the game right before what everyone, a lot of people's introduction to Snake was with Metal Gear Solid in 1998. I want to say this. <laughs> this, uh, I think it was. It wasn't this game. It might have been this game, actually. We're, so uh, we do a Drama Island and Overblood every year. <laughs> and we, we do like a trivia section. And one of the questions was like, how many times has Metal Gear Solid, how, how many times has Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake been released? And I was like, 13. They were like 12. And I was like, nope, I did the research for this episode. It was something, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know if it was this game or another game, but I was like, I know exactly how many releases of this game have been made because I literally just wrote up how many releases there were 
I think that was back when we were doing Metal Gear Solid Snake. Because we were briefly... This this changed between a number of Metal Gear games, to be honest. Hmm. Not that you told us, by the way. Uh, no. No. Okay. Well, I was like, I was let's like... do Solid Snake. And then I was like, oh, no, let's do Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. And Mike was like, Metal Gear Solid Snake? I was like, no, 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 Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. I got so excited. I love Metal Gear 2 Sons of Liberty. That's I know. What I thought you, were. you were so excited that I thought about just saying, okay, sure, let's just do that one. <laughs> I'm okay with this. You could have, you could, if you had pushed it any further, I would have been like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, but I've always wanted to play this game. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's why I figured it'd be a good one because it's, it's one of the more or the, the lesser played Metal Gears. All right, I'm gonna give a quick, quick <laughs> background to the first game and when this game starts out. So this game takes place after Metal Gear One, which they make a Metal Gear has nuclear weapons. Snake is the goes in with a team of people on the radio because you know it's a stealth mission. He kills Big Boss. Isn't Big Boss in the first game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, well, there's a there's something we have to talk about later about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, he he goes in, blows up Metal there's Gear. A Big Boss. <laughs> he yeah. thinks he kills Big Boss, and then three years later, this game takes place, set in 1999, and Snake is in retirement. I always middle... people... he's always coming out of retirement. Yeah. Let's just that's clear the, that. And then that's the, the, the solid, yeah. Oh, the this game. Is, uh, like, I know where Solid came from after playing this game. There are so many elements in this game that were taken and put in Solid yeah. straight up. Like, that's, it's yeah. it's yeah. kind of like the... That's kind of like the, the life cycle of, like, those early Metal Gear games. It was just Kojima remaking them into a new game and kind of, like, building off of that. So if you play, like, Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2, even... Fuck, what do we play? Ghost Babble. Like, mm -hmm. you can feel... You can, like, if you play all those games, you feel what will eventually become Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, as you can tell that Kojima was like, I want to perfect this one idea. And Konami was like, fuck you, make Pachinko. And also, for those that aren't familiar, this is a top-down isometric game where you're sneaking around, you have items, kind of like a regular Metal Gear game, if you're familiar with those. But again, the guards see you, goes in alert mode, they chase after you. But I mean, it... I was surprised how much fun this game was. Well, well, speaking of the guns, did anyone else uh, start laughing when they saw that the guns were size of Tonka trucks? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah way bigger than the player. <laughs> the yeah. guns are three times the size of Snake. <laughs> I don't know when he sees them. When he shoots them, it's fine. He holds them in his hand. They look fine. I don't care. Well, I like when you shoot a you get a missile later in the game. And the, the missile in my what I saw was like, it looked like you just like throw the missile out of your hand. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> like you hurl it like a fucking football and it just takes off. <laughs> Nineteen ninety, cut it a break. It's supposed to be like <laughs> oh, a javelin, it. like a javelin missile launcher, which are fucking huge. Like a javelin missile launcher is like actually is like the size of me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just like hurling it like a fucking nerf ball. I was gonna say like one of those foam nerf balls. Yeah. It's got the whistlers on the side, so it sounds cool. <laughs> uh, and and the story of why he came out of retirement is because in Zanzibar land, which is the dumbest name ever, a scientist was kidnapped and he's sitting there to rescue them and destroy the new Metal Gear Deep. Yes. Is what mm -hmm. is the, the basic the basic story of this game. Like there is a there's a lot to this game. I, I was surprised. Like when we first started playing it, I did not like it. I'm like, fuck this shit. They're seeing me all the damn time. I'm not having fun. It's not that cool. And then when I started to get into the flow of it, I really like I changed my opinion on it a yeah. lot. Because in the that's... first game, I think all the enemies can only see at a 45 degree angle. Or no, they can only see in front of them. And then in yeah. this game, they can see at a 45 degree angle and they can also swivel their heads. Yes. Which yeah. looks cool when the little sprite moves its head. You know, there's mm -hmm. no face, but 
you know, there's a helmet, so you can, or a hat, you can tell where he's moving his face. But I did like that. We did like Link to the Past last week, and now this. It's like we just happen to have two weeks of games that are 2D sprites, but just built very, very well. Yeah, (laughs) surprisingly well. Like. (laughs) I, I always worry, like, when we did Ghost Babble, I was like, oh, God, we're going to have to go back to, like, a very early Metal Gear game. It's going to play, like, shit. Even when we did Snatcher, I was like, oh, this is going to play awful. But they just, they age so well. Mm-hmm. Snatcher is definitely... like having a book read to you where you press buttons. Yeah. So I don't know. There's definitely issues, but. Yeah. I, but for, for some much... reason, in this game, Snake runs slower than he did in the first game. So yeah. that was, that made it harder for some well, reason. Well, there's all that, uh, that Japanese sand he's going to, he's going to wait uh, through. Oh yeah, he, ru- he runs like he's got shit in his pants. What uh, oh. what the fuck is that sand called? Um, I didn't read. Japanese. There's they Zanzibar land. So this is again, this is a very fucking Metal Gear thing. Zanzibar land ships in the sand around it from Japan, and it's a special kind of sand that squeaks when you walk on it. Mm-hmm. Any other game in the world would just say, "You make sound walking through the sand." Uh, Nor- Noriko singing sand. That's what it is. Um, is that a real thing? I yeah, I think so. Mm. That's uh, cool. I didn't know that. I'm trying to look it up. I'm pretty sure it is because it's got like a high. I think it's got like a high like silicon or silica presence in it. So it squeaks when you. I think I, I want to say. I, I hope I'm not just talking on my ass, but I'm. That wouldn't be sure. the first time on the show. Noriko seeking singing sand. Maybe no. It's a singing sand. It's also called whistling sand or barking sand. Is sand that produces sound. The sound emission may be caused by wind passing over dunes or by walking on the sand. Uh, hmm. So it has to. So they actually had to specialize it because this, apparently the sand grains have to be round. They have to be between 0.1 and 0.5 millimeters in diameter. They have to contain silica and it needs to be at a certain humidity. Mm-hmm. A lot of details. All those conditions are met, then it it emits a frequency close to 450 hertz. Wow, I almost kind of want to go somewhere where they have this just to go walk uh, in it. Um, you're oh, actually Japan. fairly close to a location that has it, Stefan. There's some in the Mojave. Oh, I'm, I'm going. Just start wandering around the Mojave. I'm sure nothing bad will <laughs> yeah. happen. Yeah, sure. just, just wander around like you're playing New Vegas. <laughs> I get bit by a snake. Like, why did I do this? Why yeah. was this a good idea? At some point, you're like, I think I can hear it. But you're just going insane. <laughs> just dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> that snake venom coursing their all right um, what version zombie video <laughs> what version did all of us play this on i played the ps2 subsistence version mm, same i okay. i watched I the msx version <laughs> how about I you played, i played the msx version on psp okay you, you got it to run yeah i got it to run oh, i, I, I got it to run on my phone but then it was like i'm like i didn't have any kind of keys i'm like fuck this shit and i just played it on subsistence well, I just I just mapped the buttons to are the the keys to different buttons, and it worked out pretty well. I At first, it's kind of annoying, but then again, Metal Gear Solid control or Metal Gear controls in general are never the best. So oh yeah, they were apparently crouching on uh on the MSX was space plus N. Yeah, so I had to press X plus O in order to crouch. Every time. At first, there's a lot of times I kept shooting the, the damn gun, but when I got used to it, it you know. Got better at it. So okay, that's cool though. I just pushed X because I was playing a PS2 version, so I just pressed X and he crouched. <laughs> I think square shot or something. I don't remember. I, I shot tried. everybody in this game. Oh, really? Oh, I sneak. Yeah, I shot mind. a lot of people too. Most most Metal Gear games, I try to go around and sneak and not really kill anybody at all. Especially 
what three when when um you gotta you know go through the sorrow and all that kind of thing but this one i didn't give a goddamn and shot everybody yeah, i uh i always try to sneak now that i played this one which again apologies to everybody i had to watch somebody else play the msx <laughs> thank god for playthroughs on youtube with no commentary because yeah fuck no. um <laughs> i almost i almost tried to get like a keyboard attachment for my phone so i could play it on my phone mic and i was just like this is gonna be so much fucking trouble for one game <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna play terribly and my phone's old too i was like this is gonna be such a bad setup i might as well just watch someone play it yeah i, agree. I like how it too i was i was so excited to play this one and i'm the only one who didn't get a chance to play it <laughs> which is too bad i mean at least you got to see i mean seeing this game is not is an okay way to experience it because mm-hmm. there is a lot of there's a there's a lot of story in this game i don't know how well we're going to be able to oh, express uh, it it's fun because... fact about the story this game takes place on christmas eve yes, yes. So it wasn't too long ago yes very fitting time to, for us to play it yeah Which, uh, <laughs> yeah this was um <laughs> this was part of mike was like hey what games what game was this supposed to be initially because we had to didn't we cancel a game one we canceled one, yeah. We're like, hey, what games have like? Is. I don't know. <laughs> like, what games have a Christmas theme? And so I was trying to look up games that have like video, like Christmas themes within them. And I was like, well, we're, I don't want to say what we're doing next week, but that's got like a significant Christmas theme, at least for us. I was like, did I don't want to. <laughs> did you at some point consider Blue Stinger? <laughs> I, I, very, I came very close to saying, let's just play Blue Stinger or um, Raw Danger or. And those games, I was like, no, we should save those. You should really save those because those are just fantastic. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Not next week. The week after next week. I don't know. I don't know the schedule. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He had no Internet. He's lost all. He wasn't able to reload. Yeah. I basically just, yeah, I've just been a babe in the woods. <laughs> just, <laughs> just lost, wandering around the house, occasionally picking things up and putting them down again. But I was, I was looking it up and I was, I saw somebody was like, um, someone was like, Metal Gear 2 technically takes place on Christmas. And I was like, oh, shit, that's perfect. Yeah, randomly saw that on some website that was like christmasvideogames.com or some bullshit. Don't look that up. I don't think that was the site. But okay, and also like just the whole him entering the base and the whole. I mean, I I was impressed by the way that this game kind of plays plays. Like in the beginning, I was very confused walking around. You punch guards real easy, which is nice. You have to crawl through a fence. I remember that, mm-hmm. and it just. It was something about that was really started to start to take hold. Like you get a suppressor pretty early in this game, and then it doesn't matter who you shoot, when you shoot, how you shoot, just gun down every single person you see. Game don't care. There's no and alert the mode. There's no just kill everyone. The suppressor <laughs> doesn't wear down like in in the later titles as well. So there's, you uh, <laughs> there's no guards to be alerted if there's no guards left to be alerted. <laughs> well, there's a couple areas where I get alert and be like, dude, I just shoot the guy in the face and alert gone because there's only him. I'm like. That works. Yeah, that's the, my, um, the weird mechanic sure. from this one to the first one is that in the first one, if you just walked over to the next screen, the alarm would stop. Yeah, <laughs> not work in this game most of the time. No, in fact, yeah. um, one of the enemies in this game, uh, uh, Black Color slash Black Ninja. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for that. You got to talk about Black Color. He looked like a TMT foot soldier. Yeah. Yeah, so Black Ninja is just like he's wearing black, kind of, and he's a ninja, kind of. He's not a black ninja. That'd be that'd be weird, but it's not yeah. outside the realm of what Kojima would do. He's so so. If anyone like a GI Joe rip. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone doesn't know, if anyone doesn't know, Black Color was the original name, and then they reappropriated it 
for today's yeah, yeah. age to Black Ninja. Thankfully, most names for the for the enemies they actually changed up later on. So I think I think Black Ninja sounds worse than Black Color. Yeah, <laughs> like way worse. Uh, I didn't even think anything really? about Black Ninja. I'm like, oh, okay, he's a ninja and he has a black costume. That's where uh, my like, brain went. Like. The part of black color that makes it an inappropriate name is the is the word black, not the word color. <laughs> and then to go black ninja, like to make it an in word and to make it ninja, which I, is sometimes yeah. used. In, in, we we like, saw where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> it, it seems like they were like, let's make this better in the worst possible way. Yeah, Konami Konami <laughs> didn't care at all the, for the Fox population, though. They were like, no, we can still call him Gray Fox. Yeah. <laughs> this game is very popular with the uh, the posh population of England. I like that They're fight with the Black Ninja. Like, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, it was a weird, like, foot soldier. I, he, I swear, foot soldiers, all I could think of was fighting them. Just, he's not we... a foot soldier, Mike. He's an experimental drug-enhanced ninja from a, disbrand, from a disbanded NASA project. Oh, God. Because Rob, of Metal Gear. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> He's, he's a drug-enhanced ninja mercenary who was previously a a astronaut. I didn't mind it though, and then he turns out that he's a character from the first game, which meant nothing to me because I never played the first game yet. Yeah. yeah, he was Kyle Schneider. Yeah, I never made it anywhere in the first game for it to matter. But I, I brought him up because part of like his whole role in the game was that he would run off the screen when you were fighting him and still be. Like you'd still be in the fight, and that was kind of to show people that that was a, a thing that could happen. In this yeah. Game. Yeah. We'll talk about that more later. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about the hind D? No, no I'm talking, no. About, no. talking about a guy that can run fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll have to go over all the the. I think this is like one of the most Metal Gear cast lineup of uh, of baddies, aside from like Snake Eater, which has like the, the most Metal team. Gear. I'm going to my uh, my notes for the bosses. It says all the bosses are dumb shits with hot gimmicks equals hot shit. Hot shit. <laughs> I, well, that's I pretty much know. every Metal Gear game, though, right? Yeah. I mean, every, right. Every boss is like this. Uh, up they're, part of, like... they're part of some squad or some team that have some specialty, and they get owned anyway. So I mean, yeah. and yeah. some stupid uh, name. None of these the best have a specialty. The dumbest reason. They were all all something that doesn't go directly into mercenary like an astronaut. <laughs> yeah. Well, Technically, NASA is part of the military, I think, right? Yeah. NASA's uh, part of the Air Force, I want to say. How about an, an, an Olympic runner or whatever? An Olympic runner, yeah. Well, that was just NASA... so they could have a uh, Schwarzenegger reference. <laughs> I thought NASA's all part of the Space Force now. You know, you know I don't Steve actually know. Space Force. That's, it's coming soon. We're gonna start that Spartan program. I, 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 the space force led by by Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I had considered that, Mike. I don't know if that will conflict because we have the Air Force, but the Air like every branch of the military also has their own individual Air Force, pretty much. So you have yeah. the Air Force, and then like the Navy's Air Force, which is better than the Air Force, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, but also like Shout when you Air Force, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm gonna take over here. <laughs> After you kill the Black Ninja, which is again a recurring theme throughout this entire game, he bl they he blows up like he's robotic for some reason because he's drugged with soldiers. Like, he he explodes into drugs. MNT cartoon. Yeah. Oh, okay, it wasn't just me, right? Like he did look like it, right? It wasn't just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought he had a very Shredder thing going on. Shredder, not Shredder. <laughs> 
like the, foot, the soldier. foot soldier. Yeah, Shredder's oh, foot soldier. Wound me. I mean, I know you weren't on that episode. You sounded, you sounded so hurt there. <laughs> and I'm the turtle so fan here. I never heard Mike Shredder. <laughs> the gas. Oh, it wasn't acting either. It sounded, it sounded like you had like a little tear rolling down your cheek. <laughs> I do have tears right now because I'm laughing so hard. But I'm just going to start sending you all the images of, uh, have you seen like all the pictures of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costumes today that people start posting? Oh, yeah, I have. They're all like, if anyone hasn't seen these, just go like look up like TMNT costumes today. They're all like decomposing and like oh, the rubber disgusting. that we used to make them is falling apart there. It's like from the movies. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Donatello one looks from the second movie. I think it is looks like a like a zombie turtle. Oh yeah, they could make they could use them to make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie today without changing them, and it would they be accurate. <laughs> they should do that. Like Serenity has already reused all the assets from Star Trek. Just Five Nights at Freddy's reusing TMNT props. <laughs> oh, first I do have a question for you guys. How much did you enjoy when we had to follow the Green Beret soldier around? Oh, oh my fun? god. Dad. It wasn't hard. I mean, what was you guys' issue with it? It wasn't hard. It, well, mine glitched out, I think, because I followed him all the way around once, and then I went to the next screen, and he was gone. Well, you know what's interesting, too, is that this guy was the only different sprite that they had other yeah. than bosses and, and mm-hmm. main characters. But when it comes, to, comes to enemies, he was the only different soldier sprite that they had. Mm-hmm. Everybody didn't get a name. <laughs> It's because the the black ninja tells you that you have the guy with the green beret is guarding one of the scientists. I want to say Doctor right. Marv. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you go into a room, you'll see a guy with a green beret. You normally I kill him every time I see him after this, but he'll follow you. He'll walk you through a swamp, but every time he walks down a a, a line of trees, he'll turn around like almost every yeah. single damn time. Oh, the most bad. paranoid guard in all of Metal Gear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so fucking annoying. I like how uh, they replaced this in Metal Gear Solid with instead of following the Green Bray, you have to follow Meryl and stare at her ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, this that's better than finding the one dude with. Oh, like he's a Green Beret soldier. It like is he a Green Beret or is he just a soldier that for some reason is wearing a Green Beret? I think he's just somebody wearing a Green Beret because his name is literally the Green like. I think his name is literally like the man in the green beret, but not the green beret, all caps. Very question about the I love um, <laughs> I I remember having the fucking the whole Lost Woods section because I have played this game before uh, a long time. <laughs> That's accurate. That's what they're called. Yeah, I guess Woods. it is. They are called Lost Woods. Yeah, Lost Woods in the Kokiri Forest. Because um, <laughs> I played this game a long time ago as a uh, as a younger child. As a, as a child, not as a younger child. As a child. Uh-huh. As a child. And I remember just being pissed off at that section because it's just so stupid. It's just, you have to go through the Lost Woods and, like, you'll just eat. It's it's a ma- it's an invisible maze, essentially. It's so fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. That, like, the, the whole marsh area is just like, yeah, go to hell. Go to hell, game. I thought yeah, that was so- less annoying than the actual, yeah, the marsh area where you... Got to follow that invisible line. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just have to know it's it's pure trial and error. But I yeah. remember as a kid being super annoyed that I had to follow a dude around and and look for him and try to find that fucking beret. Even though it's like it's easier to see now, but I imagine playing this on a very very old MSX where 480p was like god tier in those days. Just yeah. being like the tiniest green sprite you gotta find on the screen. 
This was uh, this is when I let you guys know, too. I was like, oh, I'm halfway through the game because I was following a walkthrough. (laughs) And I got to the I got to the green marsh and the walkthrough just ended. What the fuck? I was like, I'm almost done. No, I'm not. No, how short did you think that game was? That was super. That that explains why I was so confident because I was like, "Oh, Stefan's already almost finished with it. That's great." I was pissed off on Christmas. In my brain, I was like, "If Stefan can beat this game in two hours, then I can beat the game in two hours because we play so similarly." So I was like, "I'll have no problem with this. I'll wait until that fucking walkthrough. We're gonna find the guy who wrote that because that caused me to download the game late and not be able to play it." There's not a lot of walkthroughs for this game either. That's nope. another thing I got to say. I, I use walkthroughs for everything because I'm me. And it took me a while to find. I found a let's play walkthrough where the guy, not a video of it, where he wrote typed down what he did with screenshots. Yeah, a lot mm. of the walkthroughs of this game that um I have found over the years, I've looked at over the years, it's pretty much just like, it's not really a walkthrough so much as they'll just give you images. And it's like, uh, this is vaguely what you like. If you're playing the game, you should be aware of what this means. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's always the one of the marsh that I've seen a number of times where it's like a it shows you like the line you need to follow. But it doesn't have a walkthrough for it. It's just like a picture of the marsh and a line. And you're expected to know what that means. That yeah, that's one of the worst parts of this entire game. I, I followed a couple of video uh, walkthroughs and there's a couple guys that were pretty informative there was some information that i wouldn't have known otherwise unless they said it uh mm-hmm. during the game but at the same time their voices got so irritating that <laughs> i just i just went to ign and and they had a straightforward one no voices no nothing bad videos the that IGN thing? ones, the guy will get alerted all the time and be getting chased. And I'm like, I don't got time for this. I thought I, I found that more actually than the other guys I was I was watching. Really? And they would get alerted all the time. IGN was a little bit rare. I usually have pretty good luck with IGN reviews. Every now and then I'll come or not reviews with um. Sorry, I hate IGN reviews. I have pretty good luck with IGN walkthroughs. Walkthroughs, yes, more so than reviews yeah. for sure. There are definitely times where like. More so than, let's say, game facts. Let's throw out game facts. More so than game facts, I'll run across IGN walkthroughs that are inaccurate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, there's a lot I of just, them. Yeah. Like, I just, I was, since I didn't have internet, I was basically, I, I picked up Astral Train, Astral Chain over Christmas, and they gave it to me as a Christmas gift. And I was using the uh, IGN Astral Chain walkthrough, which, to be fair, the game just came out. So, you know, I'll give them time to fix it. But it was like, um, a lot of misinformation about where collectibles were. And I was like, God damn it. I've got to search this whole map now myself. <laughs> but I didn't have it in it, so I had the time. So that's what I did. <laughs> His life was broken over this past week, guys. I basically just played Astral Chain all weekend. <laughs> I don't have internet. I can't talk to anybody. Fucking everybody okay, was online, too. Oh, God. I was, I was so wondering for that swamp. Was there like I just downloaded a map, but I was like, am I missing something? Because I don't talk to people because. Throughout this game, I do want to mention this. There's little kids all over the damn place. Yeah. yeah. Big bosses issues. Lots and lots of issues. So and if I, anyone has played Metal Gear 5, they'll know why yes. that those kids are there. Yes. You know, I kicked myself. I still have yet to play Metal Gear Solid 5. Oh, I love Metal Gear. You didn't even try it? No. It's I own it. I own two copies of it, I think. But I never played it yet. I really enjoy 5, but I always tell people going in that, like, it playing that game for the first time you really need to kind of understand that game like play it for like all like you have to like limit yourself like Metal Gear Solid 5 only play it for like a little bit don't sit down and play it for like four hours yeah you, mm-hmm. you know what really killed me about five and 
I mean, it even started with three a little bit. Three was superior to me, but mm-hmm. I thought that I the more they the went best. open, three was amazing. But yeah. the more they went open world, and when they hit five, I just more and more so lost interest. Like, it's um, it's almost the problem. I I'd liken it to the same problem I think a lot of people had with Fallout Four, where it's like it becomes too. Or like Destiny has this problem really badly too, where it's too open, like. I yeah. like open worlds, but I need some degree of for them, unless it's like a very specific game. Like I think Breath of the Wild does it pretty well, but for a lot of games, like Fallout New Vegas is great because it's open world, kind of. It's open world, but it's got a very linear path to take. Yeah. Fallout Three does the same thing, where it's open world, but you have a very clear goal, a very clear destination. Metal Gear Solid Five is almost too open, where it's like uh, it almost gives you that um, what's it called, like choice paralysis. Mm. it's like a sure, sand it's sure. really it's really is a sandbox is what it is yeah and that's what i was gonna get to like i i when i think metal gear i don't think of sandbox and mm-hmm. and just figuring things out that way i want some linearity i want the narrative to drive me and if i if i'm sitting here in a sandbox that that means there's somewhat of a lack of, of a narrative yeah mm-hmm. like and, the best parts of metal gear solid five are when you get into like like the uh the uh, giant military base you have to take out in the first area where it's like there's two entrances there's two ways to get in and it's a very clear goal of like take everyone out there's metal gears in here you gotta like it's a very linear like very linear section of that game and it's like my favorite section of the game mm-hmm. it's not and, like and it's more, one of the more linear ones yeah right. it's not like you have 360 degrees of directions to figure out where to go figure it out go right but but basically what Big Boss was doing was he was saving children of war and reappropriating them to fuel another war because they're not going to ever find a place in the world where they don't belong. They don't belong anywhere in the world he, anymore. So he he's was like, well, res- I'll just throw you in with my soldiers. He was rescuing child speech. soldiers to make them child soldiers. Yeah. As his speech at the end of the game would always, you know, remind you of. Because it's, it's Metal Gear and there always has to be like everybody's a child soldier. All the yeah. main characters, everybody you know, like fucking uh, Miller was a child soldier. Raiden was a child soldier. Um, oh. Fucking Ocelot was literally born on a battlefield in the middle of a fucking, on like D-Day, right? Wasn't Big Boss also? Yeah, I think Big Boss was. I don't know about, God, Snake and Liquid were born and basically like accelerated growth immediately became soldiers. Like realistically, they were probably yep. chronologically like 10, I think, when they started fighting. Uh, babies and then it became yeah whatever yeah i think they were raised to be soldiers as well. yeah everybody's a child soldier and that's okay <laughs> that's, i think i think this game though when i when i played this game it it showed me that kojima did and it was we kind of covered before rehash a lot of his own ideas maybe put a new coat of paint on them but he did rehash a lot of ideas oh yeah this is a lot like metal gear solid even like Stu yeah. said miller is in this game yeah well, well. <laughs> Proto Miller. There's the the real Miller. The real Miller. Yeah, yeah. Miller Gear Solid, yeah. not the real Miller. Which I always didn't like understand. Miller Gear Solid. He's like Miller. I remember you. And I'm like, who the fuck is Miller? I don't remember Miller. <laughs> he's in Blade Two, buddy. I love that Miller is kind of a beloved character for some people, even though his main appearance in the series is not him, <laughs> except for Five. It's true. Yeah. But yeah. Even but in five, he's like people don't like him in five. In five, he is such a bitch. He is the bitchiest asshole to you. All... They played us like a goddamn fiddle. Yeah. At five two, you find out like 
like when you really get into like the dregs of what's going on in five, not saying storytelling wise, just like when you start thinking about what's going on in five, Miller is making more sense than any other person involved. Like he's, mm-hmm. it's like the scene of uh, Huey on the boat where he's like, none of this makes sense. That's not even a wolf. It's a dog or whatever. That's not <laughs> even talking that part. <laughs> like Miller the entire time is like, why are we trusting these people? These people have been trying to kill us. This is a bad idea. Everything is going to go bad. We shouldn't do this. And you're like, shut the fuck up, you fucking nerd. Yeah. And then by the uh, by the end, you're like, oh, yeah, now that I think about it, Miller is pretty much right about everything. But he was right the whole yeah. damn time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we should explain canonically that five takes place before this. So the reason Miller yeah. is on the side he's on is because Revolver Ocelot and Miller knew they were going to be on separate sides of the war. So <laughs> Miller's on Snake's side, whereas Revolver's on Big Boss's side. Yeah, it's basically. such a it's such a fucking soap <laughs> opera. Let's yeah. save that for other future episodes. <laughs> We have to go way too far now because it's yeah we kind of went off the rails a little bit like like we could do easily we could easily do like a three hour episode just on general Metal Gear lore that's how fucking intricate and insane it all is and it's just like coach it's everybody I like how many videos too are people like breaking down like Metal Gear characters or like this Metal Gear chronology. And Kojima's probably just like, eh, I like robots. <laughs> Put a big robot there. Make it look like All a right. robot because I like the other robot. <laughs> That's a good idea, by the way. You give me an idea. But I, there's something I do want to mention. <laughs> oh, please so don't make me do that, Mike. <laughs> please don't uh, make the me. Second, the second, I mean, not second, but the next boss I want to mention, if we had said earlier, for some stupid reason, you fight a Hind D in this game, too. Because this oh, is like Metal Gear. Hind D. Except this is a dumb, like, you have, know, to, you have to do in this game. So Metal much Gear. trouble. I'm just going to keep talking. So much <laughs> fucking trouble to get the damn stinger or whatever the hell the missile is in this game. Didn't it is. That's, uh, that's the, well, I mean, pretty much it's a stinger, right? But it's uh, anti-aircraft, I think they call it in yes. this one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same AA thing. missile, which means mm-hmm. it wasn't. I mean, because you have like, you get to the high D and then you have to leave. You high can't D. fight it. And we're going to do it every happens, time. It's okay. It happens a couple of times in this game where you get to you get something and realize you can't do it. And I, I, I did enjoy that fight where he's going between four different screens and you just have, like, you press the stinger and a little menu comes up and you have to pick the screen on the map where the little flying helicopter is, shoot it, and then run. It was just, And you have to lead you it, gotta, You got to time it. You got to kind of time cool, your shot. Though. You have to lead your shots a little <laughs> bit. It's it's cool, but I remember it's it's also a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> it's a pain I in the ass can. that I mean, once you, once you figure things. it out, it's great. That's always the thing with Metal Gear. Metal Gear is a... Metal Gear is like it, people are going to get mad at me for saying this. Metal Gear is a bad game that eventually clicks and you're like, you start to understand the weird intricacies of it. And then it becomes a great game. Mm-hmm. It, it goes from being that... a broken mess to suddenly you understand why everything is the way it is. It's when got I that, think... that moment, that Metal Gear when moment. We, we all got to understand. Here. No, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> but what I think we all got to understand is that right there is an example of the genius of what Kojima had even back then. Like, this guy was coming up with things that no one else really was doing at the time with, like, what, NES gameplay, 8-bit graphics. Nobody was thinking about not only the narrative, but that kind of gameplay at that time. Yeah, like, say Mm -hmm. what you will about his storytelling. The dude has essentially spent, like, 30 years trying to perfect this one game style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trying to build off of it and make it the best possible version of itself. Correct. And, and for somebody with that kind of vision, how he never made a movie just yet. I mean, other than the excuse of Konami, I don't know how he, he hasn't done it yet. He's, He's tried a number of times. <laughs> they tried, He's already uh, said he wants to. It's yeah. coming. 
I, he needs I, to. He needs I to. could see him. He's, God, he's going to end up working on something with Guillermo del Toro, and it'll be the weirdest shit we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It'll make no sense. And then 40 years from now, we'll all still be talking about how weird it was. And he'll be like, <laughs> I think that was actually a good game. <laughs> 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 we we have to mention uh we we mentioned Miller's in this game. We didn't mention that Campbell's in this game, but yeah. he's not called Campbell. He's called Roy Campbell. Well, well in my version, version you're playing, right? I'm yeah. Campbell now. We're... The original like version, the original localization was Campbell. really really not great. <laughs> it was like with a K Y K. It was K Y A N B E L Campbell. Roy Campbell. <laughs> Yeah, you, you should have watched a more like a retconned uh, video on that one. <laughs> oh no, I was like, I gotta play the original because I remember playing it as a kid and going like, none of these names make sense. Like, I'm surprised. Who you the fuck is Holly White? There's a character named Holly White, but for some reason, the translation of it in the original was Holly White or H O R R Y. It depends on who's reading it because I'm pretty sure people back then thought it was Hori White. Hor- yeah, I always thought it was Hori. I didn't realize it was supposed to be Holly. I thought it was Hori White. Is this? Did you when you rescue hot ha, hoary white now we're gonna call her is that before Hori. you fight the running man or after i can't remember uh, I can't remember. it's after i, I want to talk about the running man real fast that's okay. right this this is my favorite boss in the game by the way i just want to say Don't that miss, really. right off Don't the miss. bat he the <laughs> olympic runner who is now a terrorist mercenary <laughs> imagine yeah. if like Again, this is Kojima's weird writing, which I love because it's it's basically like the WWE of video games um, is the best way of describing it. It's WWE soap opera levels. Running Man is basically if you turned on the news tomorrow and you saw a picture of Usain Bolt working for ISIS. <laughs> like That is the equivalent. That is the real life equivalent of what Running Man is. <laughs> running Man is. So, it, okay, so I do want to kind of, one, this is Hideo Kojima's favorite boss in the Metal Gear series. Is it really? really? Wow. But I do want to wow. just kind of talk about this fight. So you walk into a room, and this guy comes up, and he says, look how fast I am. And he runs around the four screens. Not that fast, by the way, but he runs around all four screens, comes <laughs> back to the you, and then yeah. he's panting at you for some reason. And yeah. he ran the 100-meter dash in less than 10 seconds. Yeah, and then the whole the, the thing about the fight is it's going to be hard. He doesn't actually hurt you, but he activates a nerve gas in the room. So if you don't kill him fast enough, the nerve gas it's, will kill you. And it's really stupid because <laughs> apparently they didn't think of this, or maybe they did, but you don't even have to stay in the room. You can just exit, refill your oxygen, and go back in the room. Yeah. So the nerve gas yeah, that's, doesn't that's even make sense to be there. In the I had the gas mask, so I was fine. Well, uh, that, that too, but did, it just... But even then, it still runs out. I mean... I, I killed him before it ran out. I'll get close, but I killed him before it ran out. I think, yeah. um, oh, God, I think I want to say that. Let's see. He, he ran the 100, 100 meter dash in 9.69 seconds, which is currently the second fastest 100 meter dash time. The fastest being Usain Bolt at 9.58, which is he's almost faster than Usain Bolt. Mm. But you have and to beat this guy, you have to put down Claymore Mines in the path that he runs and he'll run over them, yeah. blow up. Yeah, which is after... exactly how we'd all kill Usain Bolt if he worked for ISIS. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just the most logical way. <laughs> I mean, he'd be running in circles, one of these, right? right? <laughs> he's just, yeah. he's just, just like an asphalt track covered in landmines. <laughs> so if he <laughs> steps on one of those mines, how would that not make him stop? Oh, that fucking, oh man, that'd be amazing. He doesn't, 
You have to lay down. Um, I think you can glitch it if you lay down two explosives. It's kind of an exploit, from what I understood. Well, this is this is that time of exploits. So, from what I, yeah, this is this was back in the day. I mean, people still do this day, but back in the day, part of the reason I say I like uh, older games is because breaking games was kind of the point of older games. Like we play uh, all those Metroids where it was like, oh yeah, if you hit the pause button, you can just totally exploit the wave attack and have it go across the screen a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Or Mega but, Man. Or Mega Man, yeah. It's just the point. Well, of I mean, that's like, oops. kind of how you combat some of the unfair difficulty at times, right? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I have to apologize to Mike because I've, I've restrained myself from doing this for a very long time, but Running Man is such like a Dragon Ball character that I had to bring it up. Uh, wait till next week. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm prepared. It's going to be a nightmare. But, oh, I know. I apologize in advance. Hopefully your internet works so we can record all on time. <laughs> Mike's going to drive to my house and break my router so that way I'm not making <laughs> Dragon Ball references next week. But there's a character in Dragon Ball who's the fastest man alive. And in Dragon Ball Z Abridged, that's his whole shtick. He's like, no one's faster than me. And so the entire time I was watching the Riding Man fight, that's all I could think of. What character are you talking about? Oh, God, what is it? He's part of the uh, Ginyu Force. Um, oh, okay, I don't care then. You, I, I, I heard what? enough. <laughs> I, what? Fuck I'm the actually, Ginyu Force. This is the part where I sound upset. Um, <laughs> I hate the Ginyu Force, but we'll talk was, about that. It list. wasn't Jace. He was friends with Jace. I think it was Birder. Yeah, it was Birder. <laughs> he was the big blue guy, and in Dragon Ball Z Abridged, they play him perfectly, where he's like, he's like, he's, he's so fast, but he's not faster than me, of course, because I'm the fastest man alive. Like, listen, listen, mate. I think we need to talk. Goku's oh, yeah. got a higher power level than you, so doesn't yes, that true. mean he's faster than you? And Goldo can stop time, so surely he's faster than you. He's like, no, I'm not fucking slower than Goldo. <laughs> All right. So when you have to rescue, because Holly is like every femme fatale in the, anyway. in the series gets captured, and yes. they they take her, they tie her up, they blindfold her, but somehow they don't take her radio, which I was like. And this is not like the codec in Metal Gear Solid where it's in her right. ear. It's a She's fucking like, radio. Got a fucking radio. A, and they're like, yeah, I got a radio right there. You didn't talk about Running Man's death scene, which is great. Oh, okay. Where, yes, if we went on Dragon Ball Z and I had to change the subject. Yeah. <laughs> running Running what? Man tells Snake what his name is, which is Running Man. His name is Running Man. <laughs> He's like, I'll tell you my real name. It's Running Man. And, uh... He has like that Metal Gear introspective moment where he's like, how could a he calls himself a cheetah. And he's like, how could a cheetah have lost to a snake? Yeah. <laughs> Snakes yeah. Like, you just weren't fast enough. And then he dies. That's it's enough. great. <laughs> it Ken, was, that was the 80s one liner if I ever heard one. It's it's I can just, see why this is Kojima's Arnold, favorite. Because it's Arnold one of my saying that. It just weren't fast enough. Yeah. It was fast enough. <laughs> it's all good. It's almost like uh, can marathoning bloom on a battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those great Kojima lines. It's just so like everything in Metal Gear is is just like a cliche to the mass, like to the the furthest extent that a cliche can go. Yeah, <laughs> and, I don't and I love that. <laughs> I don't even remember if in the first game too that they had the like when every character dies they give their little story explanation. I don't think that was in the first game. I think it was this game that started that. Um, I can't. I never played Metal Gear 1, so I can't talk. I'm trying to think because you... you, There has to be something because you fight a Vulcan Raven, right? Doesn't he tell you everything about himself? That's Metal Gear Solid. That's Metal Gear Solid. He talks a little too much. He's talking about Metal Gear 1. See, the Mm -hmm. reason I confuse the story of Metal Gear and Metal Gear Solid is because of the... 
would do the same game, but also because of the uh, the simple plot of Metal Gear video by um, Dan Averdin and uh, uh, fuck the other guy. <laughs> I, what was the other guy's name? The other guy. Eagle, uh, Eagle Raptor. Eagle Raptor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a great. If anyone wants like a quick breakdown of like a Metal Gear story, that song is hilarious and it's completely accurate. Just watch Metal Gear Awesome. Metal Gear Awesome. Yeah. Just, oh my God. <laughs> like the hit. Oh, if you, Mike, if you haven't seen Metal Gear Awesome one and two, please go watch it. Oh my God. Yeah. Just watch all the fucking. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm gonna say Awesome. Period. Metal Mega Man Awesome or Meg, uh, whatever that was called. <laughs> but anything um, long. Metal Gear Awesome is great, and the the Him Daisy Metal Gear <laughs> comics are fucking hilarious. If you can find those, have been like a lot of those have been taken down. But if you can find the Him Daisy Metal Gear videos, where people just narrate the Him Daisy Metal Gear comics, it's so funny. Is this just like drawn cartoon work that I'm seeing? Is that what yes. those are? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a very early, very very early internet uh, video. I think it was on Newgrounds, yeah. right? It was like one it of was, Newgrounds yeah. big videos. It started. Started on Newgrounds and yeah. Eagle. If you haven't heard of Eagle Raptor, I mean the game Grumps guys, pretty much. Yeah. Um, this is what really one of the things that got him. You know, I never yeah. heard of him. Launched into, oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. We're talking some early spicy memes here, boys. This is <laughs> this is when <laughs> memes. This is when memes started getting good. When we were like, hey, maybe the troll faces are kind of dumb, and we should get away from all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, hey, so, what, if a, what if a meme could be about a video game and be hilarious? <laughs> I can't be the only person who hated fighting Red Blaster, or should we call him as his real name, Spider-Man. <laughs> I've, That's got what he was. Fucking, I've got the fucking Spider-Man. Metal Gear Awesome. I don't, you know what? I, is, is that, that was the guy that was on the, the ceiling and throwing shit yeah, at you. It's the boss that else. crawls back and forth on the ceiling throwing grenades at you. He was easy. Okay. He was I, I didn't have a problem with him. I didn't have an issue. Well, with my problem was I didn't have grenades when I first found him by accident. And I had to leave and go back down and go get grenades. I was really, oh, you, no, I couldn't leave. I had to reload my save and go get grenades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a little irritated. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can leave. Well, that, that, seemingly, that seemingly can happen in this game a little bit easier maybe than some of the other ones. If you are if you don't hold on to a lot of your items that you might need, you're going to get screwed later on. And this is well, one just, of those cases. I didn't mm-hmm. find them yet because they're in, they're in that area. They're just in a room with a bunch of elevators, and it was just, I, oh. I did not. That part irritated me a lot. Oh, yeah. So we should bring this up. Kojima <laughs> thought of this early on, and it still goes in Metal Gear Solid games today. You have to switch to the access card for that door or else it will uh, not open. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. How, speaking of like key cards, Jesus Christ. At least oh you could God. auto use them in like Doom or something. In this game, yeah. you got to go in the menu and try every <laughs> single fucking one. We haven't <laughs> even in the last boss battle, like Jesus Christ. We haven't even mentioned uh time. this is the worst. I think this is the worst iteration of the codec because this is this is pre-codec, it's a walkie-talkie, but you still have to memorize like if you're a kid and you don't have like a pen and paper readily available and you don't write down the fucking radio oh, uh, uh transmission signals on there, you're just fucked. You're just fucked. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple where the guy t- says something to you in a different language. We have to flip the thing over, flip the screen over in order to read it to see. Yeah, because that's how other languages work. <laughs> this is. Does, does this Everyone go back knows. to the fact that uh, we, that's why they had notes at the end of manuals? Maybe. <laughs> you could write down codex. Maybe. I mean, there's yeah. a bunch of. Hey, well, I mean, they they didn't they didn't cut this practice. I mean, even in Metal Gear Solid, you had to look at the back of the fucking case to figure out somebody's codec on that one. Oh, they want you to in this game. Wasn't that Merrill? Yeah, I think it was Merrill's yeah. codec. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. 
it's so it's so bizarre that I mean I'm not like the biggest Kojima fan on the planet. I don't um like I wouldn't say he's like my favorite developer or anything, but you gotta give him credit for like making a video game more than just a video game. <laughs> like trying to say like, okay, you've got to do this thing in real life to solve this problem. <laughs> yeah, when we when we bring this up, it's not really a complaint of mine. It's definitely something different you won't see in any other game I can think of. Yeah. So it works. Like it Borderlands works 3 is not going to make you go find like a copy of the game and look at the back of the disc and that has a code on it that you I mean, need to... Part of it, lost. I think, from what it says, had to do with anti-piracy back then too. That makes sense. That's actually a really clever way of getting around that. Um, at least back I mean, in the before day before the, the internet, internet was made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've always I mean, given uh, Kojima credit for letting me smoke in a video game. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> especially oh, Resident Evil. Hey, uh, speaking Resident, of especially Metal Gear Five, when it does the whole <laughs> smoking animation in, in two was pretty damn nice. I got to say, for being eight bit, it's oh, a problem. Yeah. Um, as as a smoker and Stefan's also a smoker mm -hmm. do you have that problem where you see somebody smoking in like a movie or game and you're like god i need a cigarette yeah so <laughs> like when we did this i think when i want to say when we did uh like snatcher and there's another game we played where i just i was like i felt like i needed a cigarette the entire time playing it because the character was just chain smoking the entire time yeah i was like god damn it i'm just constantly thinking about a cigarette because i constantly see one it's like uh, that's why I like love to watch Scorsese movies, but I can't like watch them all the time because I'll just chain smoke. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of the smoking mechanic in the game, I don't think they really. I mean, unless you really mess with the radio much, I don't think they really explain that you should be using that to find some some of the lasers later on. Like, yeah. How yeah. how are you supposed to know that? Like, if you're if you're going through an area and you're just running and you're getting like it alerted, and it's like, well, what the fuck was that? How did that happen? Nobody saw me. It's mm -hmm. a very Kojima thing to just throw something in there because some of the rations that happens with some of the fucking rations. Oh god, which we'll talk about. But I'm about to actually mention it since you brought the rations. Actually, I'll yeah, just talk about it. Um, there's a stupid part we have to go catch a pigeon on the roof because the pigeon has a note from one of the doctors. I want to say that was the most Midwest you've ever sounded. <laughs> and I didn't know pigeon on the roof. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And I had you have to oh, hold a one of the rations, you know, <laughs> that has like seed has something red in it, and, and that's what attracts the pigeons. So you can catch the pigeon to read the note on the roof. Right. And that's the first time that I could ever think of in any Metal Gear that they actually use rations for more than just healing yourself. I mean, I can't think of another Metal Gear. Did they, did they do that? I no, think not in right. Metal Gear No, no, that's the your... first and only time, I suppose, right? It's funny, too, because in the rations, it explains what's in them. So it'll say, like, chocolate and spaghetti and meatloaf. Yeah. And I'd like, I'd like to think that when you open the ration, it's just all of that mushed together. Hey, and he, he complains about it, like, I think at the end of the game, he's like, oh, fuck these rations. I can't wait to eat real food. And, you know, it's like, a, oh, yeah. like an MRE where it's just like a rectangular chunk of food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like food. <laughs> oh man has anybody has anyone here had mres no no yes am i the only one okay you've had some too i mm -hmm. fucking i kind of like mres like there's so, you got to get real lucky because some of them are disgusting but some of them are really good yeah they got a lot of sodium in them it's basically oh, yeah. like eating I don't, uh, well i mean that's that's how you preserve it for so long so. right it, it's like ramen basically yeah that's what exactly what i was gonna say it's like yep. eating a block of ramen but somebody just put a shitload of flavoring on it like the dorito flavoring for different shit yeah <laughs> i like you can get like um you can get like skittle mres 
Oh, for the, never for the child those. soldier on the go. <laughs> for the child soldier. I mean, this game is full of them. So <laughs> everyone wants the. Uh, everyone wants that. Yeah, I think it was the beef stew ration, which I I quite enjoy. Okay. <laughs> Everyone yeah. should go try MREs. They're they're interesting. Another part, since this game, this is where Metal Gear Solid got all its ideas, you have to go to the woman's bathroom, which is only one of them, in a random place next to the other bathroom. Well, there's, there's have... only, like, one woman that works there, so... Well, she doesn't right. work. She's in disguise. I think, technically, uh, I think, legally, you're required to have the same amount of bathrooms, and they're pretty much supposed to be right next to each other. But uh, I'm, I'm assuming that Zanzibar land doesn't have a lot of government oversight going on. So. <laughs> no shit. They're probably they're probably more practical in terms it, of there is one woman that works here, so we'll put in one bathroom on each side the of the island. The thing that got me, for, I mean, I was thinking about this way too much. Like, if you were someone disguised, you're, you're a woman disguised as a guy and a soldier in this base, just use the same restrooms every once. You just close the stall door, and nobody's going to look in and be like, hey, what do you, hey, I want to see your dick. Oh, wait, you don't have one. <laughs> that's, a, be that's a pretty good point, actually, Mike. I didn't think about that. It's, like, why would you? Because she looks left to the right before she goes in the woman's restroom. And I'm like, is that necessary? Like, one of the guys is like, what the fuck is up with Jerry? And it's like, I know he's new, but does he know he's going in the wrong bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's going in there because, like, it's more private and nobody uses as much, so it's cleaner. And so. All the all the soldiers go start in there, going in the bathroom because they think it's you, cleaner. <laughs> use a random elevator in the restroom, you know. But yeah, how fucking weird was that? I thought that was so out of place, man. Look, if you have a soldier full of only men, then it makes sense that you're gonna hide your elevator in the women's bathroom. That's just logical. I did like it that the whole point of that, like I did like the storyline with Gustava, who is the spy or someone that's in this place that you meet up with, who was a. Uh, I don't even remember all her storyline, but I did mm -hmm. like that. I did like her part and she was supposed everything to be the bodyguard of Dr. Marv, correct? Like Google's not reading not reading fast enough. He's yeah. right, yes. She's a, she's she's assigned to protect Dr. Kilo Marv during the Zanzibar land disturbance. Yeah. Oh, so right. so I like yeah, that this is bodyguard of him. There's the Shadow Moses incident. There's like I, everything else is called like the incident, the conflict. I like that this is the disturbance. <laughs> 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 It's so like underplayed. The Zanes of our land disturbance. So, and then, yes. Well, correct me if I'm, because I want to. I really want to talk about this because Metal Gear is part of I'll what's wait. important about it is the story. And I'm curious. So, what Marv was doing was he was creating algae to make it to where oil was redundant, and we had to rely on this algae. Something like that. For, oh, for no, like no, power. Here's the thing: is that oil was was scarce. So they had to come up with something else to mm -hmm. in place of it. So the, the algae was used and they, they called it Oilix or he called it Oilix uh, to kind of replace it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was essentially yeah a replacement for oil that Zanzibar land would have like total control over. Um, but right. it, not, not initially, not initially, because Mark no. in the good scientist that he was. Uh, what I think he was from from Russia or whatnot or Czech or whatnot. So he was in the Czech, US. Yeah. He was Czech. He was going to go to the U.S to hold a demonstration in, in regards to his new invention, uh, that's when he was kidnapped by Zanzibar land. And they wanted, their ideal was to pretty much control the world's mm -hmm. you know, fuel source at that point, uh, right. besides having access to old nukes uh, in the form of Metal Gear D or something that could launch those nukes in the form of Metal Gear D. They stole those old stockpile of nukes from, mm -hmm. from the rest of the world. And wasn't Marv going to originally defect anyway? So it's kind of like it's yes. kind of like something that happened. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, if that's he that. was. I think he was in America to. Wasn't so he in America to defect, and then he got kidnapped while he was defecting or something? 
Mm-hmm. He was going to like know, a cry. He was going to like a, a crisis summit or something where he was gonna throw this out. Doctors. One I don't know how, Yeah, and that's what I was getting at because I don't know how accurate that would be if, if you got to have, you know, Yin in the in the Yang, because Marv, being the the doctor that he was, the the good guy that was trying to help the world, you got Madnar that's sitting here fucking things up and acting oh, yeah. like he's victim, Drago, but... the most <laughs> evil name ever. He's Drago Petrovich Madnar. <laughs> he sounds yeah. like a fucking. He sounds like a goddamn uh, uh, Mega Man villain. <laughs> he does. Drago Madnar. So, so that was the guy you had to, to really worry about. I mean, that guy even attacks you. you know, so. Oh god, that. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, that fucking fight. Was, was, we'll talk about fucking, that a little later when we get there. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> I like um one thing I love about Metal Gear. We talked about this when we did Ghost Babble. He just the artwork of it. But I love that every character in the Metal Gear universe, pretty much almost pretty much every single character in some in some booklet somewhere, they have a little picture of them in like that that sketch kind of watercolor style. That's just like the that's kind of like the Metal Gear yeah. aesthetic. I love that's that a shit. certain artist's work where he actually does uh, certain other like I think books and uh other games as well so i would mm-hmm. love to get a yeah like a, uh, i was about to say a selfie it wouldn't be a selfie, <laughs> a selfie. i would love to get a portrait done by that artist i don't know who i don't know the name of the artist who does it but mm-hmm. i'm sure it would also be like thousands of dollars but i'd save up for it i've actually tried to replicate his work and it's just impossible he it's, is just his own person he's his own artist so, it's so specific it's yep. like it's hard to describe because it is like it's like watercolor done in a sketch. It's very odd. Yeah, it's beautiful very, and it, very cool. It's odd but but beautiful at the same time. Man. Yeah, it oh is. yeah, it's mm-hmm. absolutely like I think the Metal Gear art like covers throughout throughout the history have been throughout video game history. I think those are like some of my favorite, if not my absolute favorite, video game covers. I'll, I'll yeah. never forget them. They're very memorable. That Snake Eater cover is what like one of the most beautiful covers that a video game has ever had. I, I always think, think like, it like was... what Mike brought up earlier, you know, subsistence. He he created the subsistence cover. Mm-hmm. I always think about that. Oh I yeah, just... where he's saluting. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. A random story since this might never come up again. Or it will, but I really want to say it real fast and then we're gonna go on with the game. I want to talk <laughs> about more about this stuff. But okay, when I bought Metal Gear Solid Substance 2 for uh Xbox, I didn't have a case. Because for some reason, you know, I got one of the the, the, the cheap, terrible Game form or not Game form, <laughs> cheap, terrible GameStop cases. And I remember for some reason, Red's oh, mom found a case of Metal Gear Solid 2 <laughs> Substance for PS2, just a case. And I'm like, hey, I need this. And that she was did. the case I still have somewhere. <laughs> I have no idea why. It was just one of the weirdest, <laughs> dumbest things that happened. What a coincidence. And I'm surprised you still have it, honestly. Uh, it's in a box somewhere. I don't know where it is. Also, I was wrong. It wasn't the Snake Eater cover. It was the... Oh, no, here it is. Yeah, the Snake Eater cover for PlayStation 2, not the new one. I was looking it up, and they have, like, the new... Uh, there's, like, the better edition one, but it's, like, Snake Against the Tree. I don't like that one. I like the one of Snake and the Boss. Or, sorry, Big Boss and the Boss. And it's just like, oh, oh, it's so fucking pretty. Like, okay, perfectly thing I... matches that game. Because I do want to talk about... Like, they gave Gustavo a pretty good little backstory when she talks about she was a ice skater a figure skater and this whole thing yeah. she's talking about a guy that she loved named frank which i kind of, i was like wait a second frank huh and there's some other guy in this game named frank too and i'm it, it clicked pretty quick because i spent a lot of time in this world with metal gear because she was a lover of frank yeager who is gray fox yeah right and oh also, speaking, speaking of, of gray 
Gray Fox, since we're on the topic, this is where I get my name from. Red Fox, Gray Fox, pretty much the scale of Foxhound. I mean, Fox was the the highest rank you could have in Foxhound. So, so should I tell Sheila not to cross any bridges? You might blow her up. Or is she okay? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's very fucking feet. I don't care. Gotta keep an eye on your arms, there, buddy. It's a uh, very cinematic. Yeah, it's a uh, very cinematic how this takes place too. You think it wouldn't. It wouldn't pause for this long to do something in an 8-bit game. Yeah. But you're in the sewers, and Snake and her, they both just sit down and talk for, like, a long-ass time. That's because yeah. Dr. Marv goes to take a bathroom break. <laughs> so, supposedly. Takes a shit in the sewer. He mm-hmm. cuts the middleman, takes a shit in the sewer. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> they could have come up with some better way for them to talk, really. I mean... This yeah, maybe he's not even sitting... He's Can calling Gray Fox, Gray Fox. a child soldier. <laughs> I, all right, I suppose. I didn't really yeah. catch that part. Because yeah, doesn't he what... set them up, is what it is? Yeah, he, he's the one that tells Gray Fox they're coming. So when you get to that bridge a little bit later, he crosses the bridge first. And then Gray Fox blows up the bridge with Gustava on it. Mm-hmm. And then she falls and dies. And the, dies next to you. And you get that fucking pendant <laughs> thing. You, oh, yeah, he kills his, his own lover, yeah. And yeah. then it goes to that game over screen where it's like, Gustava? Gustava? Yeah. Gustava. <laughs> so what I what I didn't get to is that when when it's retconned, because it's Jaeger in in the original, but they switch it to Hunter. It, well, obviously it means the same thing, but in German, but mm-hmm. they switch it to Hunter in the retcon, but in Metal Gear Solid, they still call him Jaeger, don't they? Yes. I think they just called him Hunter to give you the connection between Naomi Hunter and him. I think that was the only reason that happened. Oh, I suppose. I, I think it was just like, oh, yeah. 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 Well, kind of. They're like, he's she's like his adopted sister or something. You know, I should have said fucking stuck with the Jaeger. Though. Yeah. So, yeah. So he was Jaeger and she was like, for, for whatever, because Metal Gear and Metal, it's it's so hard to describe to people who haven't played Metal Gear. It's the best and the worst storytelling ever. Like, combine it's simultaneously some of the best like most genius like um just like philosophy and critique and criticism of like modern society and politics and like warfare and this like global conflict that's going on and it also has shit like i'm frank yeager and you're i've adopted my half sister who like almost drowned in a river but i don't want to name her yeager because then people will know she's my sister so i'll call her hunter which is the american version of yeager yeah, it's a love hate. Metal sure. Gear. Yeah, it's there's a, there was a great thing on uh, Facebook actually recently. I think it was on Overblow or somewhere. It was like you have to love Metal Gear because you have you have like this really biting commentary about like the war in Iraq and like the the our reliance on oil, and then you also have characters like well, he killed the boss, so we'll give him the better title of Big Boss. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's simultaneously great and the stupidest shit ever. It's just like the WWE. It's it's so dumb, but you just can't look away and you just like end up loving it by the end. I look like, away just fine. No problem. <laughs> I hate I don't like wrestling. But okay, one thing I, I don't do really wanna... love wrestling, but every now and then I'll see something like that one guy who puts the uh, the snake on his arm. <laughs> what the fuck is that guy's name? Um he puts like snake? the snake he puts like a sock on his arm that is colored like oh, a snake. Santino. Santino, yeah. Yeah, and he would like his arm would in in the like canon of wrestling, his arm would become a snake and he would use that to like bite people. 
It was like wrestling is the dumbest thing, but then you see something like that and you're like, this is so stupid, but in the best possible way. I disagree with everything it's, it's, you're saying. It's not for everybody. And Mike yeah. will tell you when we were kids, I was a <laughs> extremely huge wrestling fan. Still kind of yep. am here and there. And he'll he'll tell <laughs> you easily. Still, huh? But, Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's still completely. Well, I don't. I really don't watch as much as I used to, as much as I would like to. <laughs> so <laughs> you're telling me there's not wrestling figures in your house? Oh, I never said there wasn't. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm getting at. Or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's just like just like wrestling. Metal Gear is one of those things where like you either it either clicks with you and you love it, or you it doesn't and like you hate it. It's there's no in between. There's nobody. I don't think there's anybody out there that's just like eh, Metal Gear or whatever. It's either like this is one of the best game series of all time, or eh, this is like, like or it doesn't hit your radar. You know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's another it, scene that I didn't. It, but <laughs> there's another scene I want to bring up. That I didn't know was, I mean, it's a scene from Metal Gear Solid they copied from this game. There's a part where you go in the elevator, and you're going up the elevator, going up, and all of a sudden it stops at one of the floors. Oh, oh yeah. And, I was oh. Like, and then somebody calls you the radio, I'm like, I know where this is going. We already the went through this. the best part of, of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. And, I think that's my favorite part. That might be my favorite Metal Gear moment of all time. It's the four horsemen, as they call them, and as they call them, or Ultra Box. Or Ultra Box. Ultra Box, yeah. They're all Ultra Box. <laughs> it's just, it's a, I mean, uh, it made me laugh. Box. It did really make me laugh that it's four guys that, that jump on the elevator with you and tell how they're going to murder you, and I just shot them all up. But they'll jump on the side of the elevator. You can't hit them. It was amused me. Like it was. I was like, this is unnecessary. But mm-hmm. guys, I, I will say, oh, wow. I will say, while, while we're playing, like any of the bosses, well, especially like midway or later in the game, a lot of the bosses take a lot of fucking hits to kill. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you can't really. Shit. Some bosses take more hits than the literal helicopter. Yeah, definitely <laughs> do. Yes, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. The first time, the the first time that I really noticed that was in this boss fight. In yeah, that elevator. it was like holy. Yeah, there's four of them, but still, holy shit, how many bullets do I gotta wait? It's a lot of hits. I uh, I legitimately just made a joke that I don't think anybody heard where I called them Ultravox instead. It was just a joke, but I'm actually looking at their uh, their page on the wiki right now, and apparently they were named after the British band Ultravox. Oh no, right. for sure, yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, the feeling. In the in the version I played, they were Ultravox. So. I love the idea that Kojima just is really into like synth pop from England. <laughs> <laughs> he is. They had like a, they had a whole year where like all he listened to was new wave. <laughs> Ultravox <laughs> is great. Oh, and then. It, they, and they did another scene shortly after this where they just where Metal Gear Solid apparently mimicked this game. You're walking up the stairs at one point and the alert goes off and you have to run up ten yes. flights of stairs being chased. Yeah. I'm like, I was going to bring like that up. This. I don't Metal like this Metal Gear Solid. A lot of solid. Uh, it, I like. I didn't it. like it in any game. I like how. Oh, how many things did they steal from this game though in solid? Man? <clears throat> like even the even the the floors opening them up, the trap doors. Oh yeah, the oh, yeah. Uh, the pitfalls. Yeah, it's Metal Gear Solid, isn't it? That's in Metal Gear Solid too. And I was like, oh, they wouldn't put this shit in Metal Gear Solid. And I thought about it for a minute. I was like, hey, wait, wait, they actually did. Yeah, not yeah, much. You expect them not to be there, and that's why they're there. Yeah, <laughs> that's those like were in the first would. game, though. So <laughs> it's just a returning that. feature. Okay. This was this was pre this was pre Kojima's fascination with CQC, right? That it wasn't that didn't really become yeah, a huge thing before. until. I mean. Hmm. You can punch people in the face in this game, and it takes three hits, and they go away. Yeah, but this was before CQC, CQC was like held up like that, this. 
unbelievably fantastic art, right? This is, I think, Snake Eater. Was Snake Eater the first to do that? Yes. Snake Eater yeah. was the first, yeah. I like that Ultra Box is essentially a CQC assassination squad. Like, their whole thing is that they're experts at fighting in confined spaces in close quarters combat. <laughs> Just, well, that it's idea, not that hard to fucking do when you got four against one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> their whole thing is they're excellent at CQC, but when there's four on one, yeah, anybody's excellent at CQC. No wonder they're so good. <laughs> oh, did anybody else get confused by the glider part? Where you go up, you go up that when you get to the top of that tower, you have to use this glider that you got earlier. And I and I was reading it and it said, okay, throw down the gas grenade. A little arrow will tell you you got to wait till the arrows pointing to the north. And I'm sitting there throwing, and I'm like, all the arrows are going to the south. And then I looked at the guide and read some more. He said, yeah, they just just jump. I'm like, what stupid game? Well, just the way I saw it was you're supposed to use the cigarettes to to see which way the smoke was blowing. Right. Oh, I so didn't that's the way that. I did it. And that's then, how I and did it. Was it was going north, so I jumped off. This mm-hmm. game takes place over the course of uh, essentially 12 hours, more or less. It's 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 basically just like the night of Christmas Eve. And yeah. Snake goes through like five packs of cigarettes. <laughs> well, just constantly smoking. I mean, that's realistic, isn't it? I mean, that's what it is. I feel like be if, like, wait, is it? Now, this game takes place in, like, every Metal Gear game pretty much takes place in, like, the vague 80s. Even if it takes place in, like, 2024, it's still vaguely the 80s for some reason. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. soldiers were smoking, but I imagine if I was guarding a base and suddenly all the guys from the east side of the base stopped, like, radioing in and I started smelling cigarette smoke everywhere, I'd have some questions. <laughs> like, I was just walking a hallway and you just see, well, granted, this was, this was pre-90s and everyone knows pre-90s. You couldn't see inside of buildings because of all the cigarette smoke. So maybe it's more accurate. That's not that's not untrue. <laughs> no. If anyone wants we've mentioned this before, but if anyone wants a hilarious like culture shock between pre nineties and post nineties cigarette bands, watch the first season of the X Files because it's hard to see some characters. It's it's legitimately difficult to tell what some characters are doing because they're in the FBI basement and there's so much cigarette smoke. That like they're actually obscured a little bit. It's it's very funny. Okay, I, yeah. I forget about all that, but I mean, I still do vaguely remember the fact that everybody smoked at one time, like ridiculously. But that was a long time ago. Isn't one of the it's characters kind of even smoking. called the Smoking Man? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, the cigarette smoking man is the uh, is like the like the one of the ultimate big bads of um of the X Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's constantly at odds with Boulder. <laughs> and uh interesting character. I actually really like the cigarette smoking man, I think is my favorite character next Well s- speaking of eighties earlier, the next boss is named after an eighties movie, The Predator. That's true. The stupid ass guy in the freaking <laughs> he's like in a predator. tall grass with a flamethrower, right? That what he, he had? He was Predator in the version I watched. What was he named in the version you played, Mike? I thought he was called Predator. He called Jungle Evil. That Jungle Evil. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like it sounds like Stupid. the foreign title of the movie Predator. Like whenever you see those funny titles, like like in like for like the Avengers in China, one of the Avengers movies is called something like um, "Oh no, there's an android." It sounds like it'd be one of those. I jungle evil. Wait, if he's throwing grenades at you, I can't even remember what he's trying to hit you with. Um, it's bullets. He's shooting at you. Oh, all he's time. bullets. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about then. I thought he had a flamethrower or something. In my, in my... Uh, he had... Oh, man, what does he have? I think it's just like a machine gun, isn't it? Yeah, just like what Rich said. Just just he just shoots you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... Um, He's like the... His main thing is that, like, he's just hard to see in the jungle. That's, like, his skill. 
his skill. Everybody else has a special skill. Like Running Man is like the fastest mercenary alive. Sure. And and uh, fucking uh, Black Ninja is a astronaut, and that's his special skill is that he's an astronaut ninja <laughs> that's filled with drugs. Jungle uh, Evil's special skill is that he's in the jungle and he's wearing green. I mean, that, that's his superpower. Well, <laughs> it didn't bother me. He's wearing green in a field of yellow <laughs> grain. Yeah, and he also has like a glowing red gas mask on. Yeah, he looks like Hunk. I like but, he does. He's he's <laughs> green Hunk. The part he, that he is Hunk was more camouflaged in Raccoon City than than this guy is camouflaged in. Yes. I like how with the, um with uh fucking the end and Snake Eater, like his special power was that he was like high. He had like insane reflexes. He was like the best sniper alive. This guy's just was. like. He's kind of good at hiding in in the jungle, <laughs> but he's but he's not in the jungle. Like the only thing that really pissed me off about this fight is after you beat him, you get a key card, but then you find out later on he had another key card hidden in the room to the hidden in the room, like to the right of it. Mm-hmm. That pissed me off. I had to go all the way back for the third time That's to go not... get the damn key card from him. You know, sometimes like if you're out, you're out in the field, like, you know, you're you're training. You, know, you don't want to drop your key card into like a field of wheat. You'll never fucking find it again. <laughs> it just irritated me. And then that leads to probably the most annoying part in this game is when you go up after you kill him and you go into a room and you see an egg. And I'm like, okay, so I grab the egg and it's <laughs> and it starts to hatch, and all of a sudden a little snake comes out. I'm like, okay. And the fucking snake eats all your rations if you don't get rid of it fast enough. Yeah. yeah. I was pissed off. I've been saving them. Throughout this entire game, I'm I'm collecting them. I'm holding on to them. I'm like, okay, I got all these rations, and then he ate them all. And I uh, yeah, I, had a, uh, that made me I, so I have angry. questions about that. Yes, mainly how I it's I a snake. Know. It's it can't chew. Snakes don't have teeth. They just have two fangs at most. How did how did a snake? Have you ever seen a snake eat anything not by swallowing at all? Have you ever seen a snake chew? No. How did a snake eat your rations? I don't understand that. This is Metal Gear. There's not just not room for intelligence. Yeah, I I shouldn't question I shouldn't question the realism of animals because we haven't even mentioned the hamsters. We're getting there, but I mean, not to mention you also have to get an owl right after you get the snake, and the you have to use the owl to make a guard go. Hey, it's nighttime. I know the sun's shining, but I heard an owl. Nighttime, yeah. better go open the gate. Yeah, which that's makes no. It's literally God. It's literally. I don't know if anybody here has watched Superstore at all. I have not. Superstore is great. Everyone should watch it. It's just all about the stress of working in retail as like a sitcom. But one of the characters on a regular like, basis. One good. of the characters like running jokes is that in order to trick customers, he like prints out giant images of like aisles and he'll put them in front of aisles so that people think that it's stock, but it's not. And there's a whole joke in the show where he's like, I know, we'll print out a big picture of the moon and we'll put it on we'll put it on the window so they think it's nighttime and it'll go to bed. And I was like, Yeah, but you can still see the sun. And he's like uh, oh yeah that's all i could think about with that scene okay that's not where i expected this to go but okay yeah <laughs> just, i just really wanted to, to sneak in a uh, superstore reference everyone should go watch it it's very good american forever is in it <laughs> all right uh then you fight you run into another one of the bosses that's also just like one of the issues i with this team of the zanzibar land mercenaries you fight night fright or as he's called now night sight now he was called night sight now he's called night fright Mm-hmm. not that it matters because it's like his name his name was night sight which was it made total sense to me i don't know why they changed it to night fright well night the 80s horror movie yeah. 
yeah. yeah, they really want. I, you know what? I I'm just I'm gonna go with you on that. That makes sense to me. I was gonna make a joke, but I was like, no, that sounds like Kojima. He's also like the fight. He's he's in camouflage. You can't see him. So I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. I just saw where the bullets were, and I'm like, oh, I'll just shoot here, and I just kept shooting there until he died. That's oh, all yeah, it was. Is, and yeah, you it was could stick on the same screen the whole time. Like, there's four screens you can actually fight him on, but you could stick on the same one and still kill them all. Kill yeah, them he, he actually ran into the corner in my game, so I just sat there and just spam bullets until he died. <laughs> he couldn't leave. <laughs> also, we hadn't mentioned we mentioned a little bit, but this game has lots of different areas where your footsteps make sounds that confuse the guards. Mm-hmm. or get their attention the same thing with this area is that he runs in four different rooms with all different sounds that will tr- get your attention so you can see where to shoot him yeah mm-hmm. you don't need to but his special skill is that he has a submachine gun that's pretty much it. he's got a he 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 has like an invisible suit but for us for whatever reason the invisible suit is not as impressive as his his machine gun <laughs> yeah if it was a ninja invisible suit now we're yeah. talking him yeah he just needs to give his suit to the, uh, to the uh, ninja his gun, oh, by the way, and then I, we come. I don't want to butcher this name. I think it's the the Wei Shin Shou Sheng, <laughs> which is a fake gun that translates to like silent submachine gun. So it's a submachine gun with a suppressor on it, but uh, not a not a flash hider. Even though that would be way more important. And I gotta say, the most of, and then you come up to like I guess one of the big story chunks to this game where where you find the two doctors. I did like that scene. He finds Doctor Mar, <laughs> one of the doctors. And he's laying on the bed it's like, oh, he died. And he's looking at the body. He's like, that's weird. This guy has bruises on his neck. Like he's been choked. He's like, oh, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. So was this <laughs> yeah. was this anyone's favorite boss fight, Dr. Madnar? Oh my I was pissed <laughs> oh, because God, I, he jumps on your back, he starts choking you, and you'll hear, I think, Snake cough or something. Yeah. Or you lose yeah. health, and you have to either drive missiles into your back. To blow him up, or I just threw grenades and ran to the grenades and actually. I use I use mines. <laughs> yeah, I use oh. mines. <laughs> Keep in mind that this is in in the actual like canon of Metal Gear. <clears throat> Granted, this came out after this, but this is after it was established in Snake Eater that Snake was that the, all the snakes, the entire Snake family, is like the best CQC team ever. Right. So you've got this guy, Dr. Madner, who looks like Doc Brown, trying to put him in a sleeper hold. (laughs) As old as Doc Brown is today. Yeah. (laughs) It's got you like like the full Nelson. You're like, ah, shit, I just can't do anything to escape this old man. It should have been a scene where he just throws him off. Like, okay, you're done. Like, just grab him. Like, I thought that was kind of. He's a scientist. Why didn't he have like a machine to kill you? Why was he piloting the Metal Gear? He's a robotic scientist. This old guy just humps you until you blow him up. Like, yeah, you just put a mine down and turn your back towards it, and then it blows him up. You know what he should have had? He should have had like the the Huey Walker from uh, Phantom Pain, like that. (laughs) What is like mechanical legs, (laughs) but just have like mechanical arms, like the uh, the exoskeleton from Elysium. That's what he needed. Well, I I did think it was funny where they throw in that line, like he loves the MSX. Made by Konami, and he has yeah. he, he had him shipped here, what? and the key is hidden in the MSX cartridge. Like I'm like, really, guys? He's like, you can't do that on the note. The worst product placement I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's the equivalent of like Amazon's advertising strategy, where they're advertising the MSX despite the fact that you already are playing this on the MSX. <laughs> yeah, oh, don't Amazon worry, we're the same. We're gonna shit. get ads. 
MSX now on, on our Amazon. Like, here, don't you want an MSX? We heard you talking about it on a podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. As long as Amazon does this really annoying thing, and everybody who's ordered a product off Amazon fucking knows this. If you order a single product off Amazon, regardless of what it is, they will do nothing but market that product to you constantly. Yeah. And it could be like a very specific thing that you only need one of. Like we ordered a engine part not too long ago and it was just like I think it was like a radiator or something. I was like, "Do you would you like to buy more radiators?" And it's like, "No. I just needed one. Why would I ever need more than one of those?" <laughs> and why mm-hmm. like don't act, like I bought a fucking microphone for the show. I bought a new microphone. And I was like, "Oh, would you be interested in these other other studio mics?" And it's like, "No, I'm not running a fucking business. I just want a microphone for me." <laughs> I'm trying some products. Amazon <laughs> needs to be like a little smarter with their advertising on. Like if you buy candy, it makes sense to advertise more candy. But right. They, sh- they should also pay their taxes. Like I said, we bought, Any- you know, they should pay their fucking taxes. <laughs> We're not going there. Taxed no, I feel comfortable going there. They make fucking like a million is worth a one hundred and ten million dollars or billion dollars. Sorry. Well, the mm-hmm. only reason I don't want to go there because I want to end this episode if I can edit it and get it up to <laughs> Jeff Bezos is a, is a uh, he was a listener up to this point. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. He was he, like, he has nothing to fucking do. Does he care in between building goddamn rockets <laughs> and right. pissing, off, uh, pissing off other billionaires? <laughs> and after you get choked by the doctor because you're a stupid soldier and <laughs> yeah, whatever. And you get you get Say into a locker name. and the locker is locked and earlier when Gustava dies, she gives you this pendant. So now you have to backtrack all the way to the other building. This is about like a 15 minute trek or so or not more to go into a freezer to freeze the key to walk all the way back here. Mm. I was. And again, that's another, another thing Metal Gear Solid took from this game. You have to freeze an item. Yeah. You can eat the item too. But it only opens an optional locker that has a little tape for people to loot so they don't, instead of responding to you or something. Well, it's I know it's really, uh, it's really annoying, like, getting into my house every night because I, I don't have a key. I just have a case that has the shape of a key in it. And so I've got to pour some water in there and freeze it every night. It's just a pain in the ass. It takes me, like, 20 minutes <laughs> to get in my house. <laughs> if you want to use the restroom, you have to heat it up. Yeah, yeah, the key. Yeah, the door on that is just—it's a thermometer that needs to hit a certain point, or else it won't unlock. But then after you heat up, or after you—oh, when you do heat up—if you do heat up the key, it has the one nudity in this game. You get to see a guard walk with his hat on and a towel, and you get to see his naked ass walk by. Yeah, I punched him in the face. I shot him. I just shot him. Like, I'm like, fuck you, dude, get out of here. I don't know if it's—I don't know if it should be expected that uh, Metal Gear would have male nudity before female nudity, because <laughs> because the characters are so. It's it's such that like 80s macho movie thing where all the guys are so in love with each other very clearly. <laughs> it's like, you like, go watch Predator again. And I shit you not just really watch it really closely. And, uh, and that, that handshake in the beginning, you son yeah, of a bitch. They they want to <laughs> fuck each other so badly. <laughs> the only thing stopping them from from just hardcore fucking is a Predator. That's really the it's really the story. Or the, the PG-13 or possibly. Like yeah. Man. Go watch uh go watch Commando as a film where uh where Matrix snubbed God, what's the what is the bad guy's name in Commando? In it. Go, go watch it as like as as uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Matrix uh snubbed Bennett and now he's just like a jilted lover out for revenge. If you watch that movie with that context, it makes way more sense. They change his name to Jungle Evil. Jungle Evil. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Which one would be Jungle Evil? Would that be Bennett or Schwarzenegger? 
That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> One is jungle evil and the other is uh the other is like night side or something. <laughs> Fuck who played Bennett? That's a it was like a, a wrestler, wasn't it? Uh I think you're right. No, you know what Arnold Schwarzenegger's name would be? It would be uh, Austrian color. <laughs> yeah. Austrian color. <laughs> Instead of um, black color. <laughs> was not a wrestler. It was Vernon Wells who uh was the a guy from Mad Max with the red mohawk. And then basically the same character in Weird Science. Mm. But he looks like a wrestler. <laughs> Bennett! What's up, Matrix? Okay. Um, and as you had mentioned earlier, you had talked <laughs> Sorry, about when you talking, opened that locker. I, I used my opportunity to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, I was waiting. Um, you had to... You had to you fight fucking hamsters, little like, demonic, toxic hamsters come running at you out of a locker. You have to yeah. shoot them. And if you get touched the, by them, automatic death. The wild Zanzibar hamster. That's I never I hamster. never got hit by one. No, I didn't. Either. Well, I did once because I tried. But... Well, this, can, this again is one of those. out of the room. Yeah. I, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, This is but, another one of those. There's three different, what, three to four different ways. No, three different ways. You got to use rations in this game. One to lure uh, a pigeon. The second one is to throw chocolate on top of a uh, certain acid. Oh and yeah, then lure yeah, the, the rats out. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's just weird. I mean, there's so many cool things in this game though that you wouldn't you wouldn't have expected. Because okay, I did. Those, are, uh, those yeah. are based on real poisonous hamsters. They are. No, I'm just making that. Oh, I was like, <laughs> never know. I There's mean, no hey. such thing as a venomous. I mean, if, I don't... if Kojima's talking about singing sand from Japan, I mean, you never know, right? I think uh, mm-hmm. I think there's only like three or four venomous mammals on the planet. I could be wrong about that, too, but I don't know. I know platypi are uh, platypuses are venomous. Yep. There's uh, also uh, my ex-girlfriend. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so Stefan's ex-girlfriend, platypuses, platypi. Um, uh, I think there's like a sloth or something that's venomous. Maybe. But okay. I mean, good luck. If you're the guy, if, listen, if if you're the type of person that gets killed by a sloth, I think maybe that you deserve to have that happen to you. <laughs> if you get killed by a sloth, there's, there's no two ways around it. That's it's a... one of those things where it's like, it's sad that he died, but it sounds like it was extremely preventable. It's like a... <laughs> It's like getting choked out by the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that joke in uh, IT crowd where they're like, she, her parents died in a fire at a sea parks. <laughs> there's, there's so much water. <laughs> okay. And then after you get the MSX cartridge, you fall down a hole, I want to say, because uh, Gray Fox sets you up. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you fight the Metal Gear D, which I, I like this fight that's a lot weird. better than the Metal Gear in Ghost Babel. A lot better. Oh. Mm-hmm. I do want to mention that whoever did the bit mapping and sprite work for this Metal Gear, they deserve a medal. It's a really cool looking Metal Gear. Yes, it you is. could tell a lot of time and effort into that one, and, it, and they knew. I mean, this was the name of the game. They had to make this something special. Mm-hmm. They did. It's kind of uh, like the another ongoing thing with Metal Gear is everyone has their favorite Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people who they don't love Metal Gear Two. They would not put it in their favorite. I know people that wouldn't put this in their top fives, but they would put Metal Gear D in like their top three. Yeah, it's a good Metal Gear. It looks amazing. <laughs> it's a good. It's who's a good Metal Gear? <laughs> you <laughs> are. You who are. has a nuclear warhead? <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. It's a cool fight. It wasn't hard or anything, and I I liked it. And then after you blow up Metal Gear, I thought that part was stupid where Gray Fox lights all your items, lights you on fire. So you have to drop every item in your inventory you've been collecting the whole game yeah. because they're all on fire somehow. Yes. 
Oh. Yeah. Everyone knows when you catch on fire, the first thing to burn is everything in your pockets. <laughs> so, and, and well, once you get rid of everything, you stop, you know, being on fire. So they're pretty much blaming the items for being on fire. Yeah. 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 I Cold so fire. I mean, but that—that's their excuse to get rid of everything, so you can have a fist fight well, with Ray Fox. <laughs> I, I kept mean, thinking of it as slappers. I just felt like there's only. Slappers you can have slappers only, only with yeah. Ray Fox. Well, I mean, a lot again, of people, uh... <laughs> very, very reminiscent of Metal Gear Solid when you fight Liquid. I mean, it's, it's so many things were taken from this game. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. A lot of people don't know this, but um, MREs are extremely flammable just in case uh, you need to survive a cold desert night. You can light them on fire and create a little, little fire to keep yourself warm. Mm-hmm. That's also not true. Dorito I'm just going to Google it because <laughs> I don't trust them anymore. He lied to me earlier. 50% of my true facts are fake, I think. <laughs> now we have to review every C fact you've ever said, Stu. All the C <laughs> facts are based on legitimate, quick, Googleable information. Hey, Here's the fact. Are you telling me coolcfacts.com lied to me? Yes. Here's the fact. <laughs> it is evident from the test that release of hydrogen gas from FRH in these MREs is of a, a sufficient quantity to pose a potential hazard on board a passenger aircraft. <laughs> That's a lot of specification, though. I know. But it has, I wanted to. It, it is a danger if you're in this very specific scenario where you don't have access to a fire extinguisher immediately or water or anything. Okay. And then, I mean, I did like the final fight of this game. Like, I've always heard about, you know, from playing all the other Metal Gears, how, you know, he fights Big Boss, he kills Big Boss. And to find out that the whole fight with Big Boss involved him running around, opening different doors, to get a key card to find a freaking lighter. I I like the fight, but I felt kind of like, okay. Do we, uh, <laughs> do, do we tell Mike about Big Boss? I think we should do that just because it's part of this game. You know? It is. Yeah, part yeah. of the canon. So, uh, and it's not really a spoiler because it's pretty much immediately upon playing Fan. Like the Are second you talking you about five. Playing. Oh, yes. Spoilers for Metal Gear Solid Five because I never spoiled it before. It's I know it's where not, you're going. Yeah, it's not really a spoiler because it's like the well, I'd say the first ten minutes. The fucking ahead. The fucking tutorial to Metal Gear Five is like an hour long because Metal Gear. But like the whole point of Metal Gear Five is that you're not playing as Big Boss. You're playing as Punished Snake, who is a like decoy for Big Boss. He's right. A medic. He is. He was a medic I, that uh, crashed when they were. See, this is. I don't want to spoil this because these are characters that are more important. There. I would say play. Uh, just play Ground Zeroes. If I you. Know. Yeah. If you don't want to play Five, just play Ground Zeroes. It's short. It's just like a little interim story and. It gives you all the information you need, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But it's like a thirty, forty dollar demo, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But basically, in the first Metal Gear game on MSX, you're not, you didn't kill Big Boss at the end of that. You killed his clone. And in this game, you're actually fighting the Big Boss. Yes. Okay. I uh, there is. I, I feel bad because I don't remember the name of this video. There's a fan made video that's very, very well done um like the voice acting in it like it's it's not troy baker not troy baker it's not uh david hater but they did a very good <laughs> impression of venom snake and it's all about uh it's like a fan-made film of venom snake calling big boss to let him know that like solid snake is ready and that he's like taking his place and that like his mission is complete it's very very well done it's just like a conversation between the two 
I wish I remember what it's called because I would love to give those guys credit. It was a very it's it's like a five minute short film, but it's so good. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can find it because <laughs> I I'll really talk. do want to give them credit. <laughs> While you Google, I'll talk. And so when you fight Big Boss in this game, you get the key cards, which I mean, he, he's running around trying to shoot you. You have to go in different rooms, get key cards. And then eventually you get a lighter and an accelerant. You have to like shoot fire at him to burn him, which was cool. Like I did enjoy that part where you're just shooting him, lighting him on fire and he's just burning to death. And then he just go, runs around, goes, it's not over. And, you know, the war is over for me, but not for you or something, something like right. that. I didn't take because I did spo- like that. spoilers. Big boss does come back later. So <laughs> and he Wait has burn marks on him, which relate to mm. what happens here. I think it was uh, I think it was Some... called Last Day in Outer Heaven. I could be wrong about that. I'm trying to find it now. Yeah. What, what were you going to say, Rich? Sorry. Or Red Fox? <laughs> that that part where you kind of burn them like that really seemed like an 80s, like early 90s kind of thing to to get rid of the big baddie at the end of the movie, you know? Right. Kind of like a, this is all I have, so I got to use it in a desperate need to win the battle. Right. Yeah. Yep. Kind of makes up for you kind of throwing all your items and doing that that whole fist fight with uh gray fox as well yeah makes mm-hmm. it more important intense I, <laughs> I won't scatter your sorrow to the heartless sea mike okay Plants and in me. after you kill big boss <laughs> and for the second time and then you run <laughs> I, I did like that part where you start to run down the hallway and then she's like and the guard comes up behind him like freeze and she's like oh, i'm just kidding just me i'm picking <laughs> myself would you really want to do it to a soldier who could probably turn around and kill you in 10 different ways if it wasn't yeah. an MSX? Also, you know what, this is right. Metal Gear. You don't know. Just because someone looks like fucking Snake doesn't mean they're Snake. <laughs> like, maybe have some goddamn code words or something, people. You know what always bothered me, too, in mentioning, mentioning Holly, too, is that every Metal Gear seemingly has to have some sort of love interest in every Metal Gear. You got Meryl, you got Holly... I mean, and then uh, Eva and three. I mean, what is the point? And we can well, do well, these entire games without it. I, I, I would argue you were just go copying. Ahead. Go ahead and make your defense for Meryl, and I'll make my defense for Eva. Okay. In Meryl, you're just <laughs> copying this game because Metal Gear Solid yeah. and Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake are has a lot of similarities, I feel. So that's part of it. I mean, it didn't feel necessary when you have Meryl and you have where two goes and you have where Metal Gear Solid Four goes. It doesn't. No, it doesn't no. feel necessary, but maybe it's to make him seem more human instead of just a killing machine. And it's an eighties action flick. So that's I, what I, got. I like Meryl more too because she's Campbell's daughter. So it, mm-hmm. it adds like a little bit. Like Holly's just a random girl that is there, who's like a love interest. I think Meryl makes more sense in Metal Gear initially. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about her role in four because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. But I think in the original Metal Gear, it was a nice like it's a cliche character for sure. And it didn't like do any it didn't do any favors for like making females in video games sure. better. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I like Metal Gear Solid here. itself was a was a masterpiece, right? I mean, there's not much we can really complain about when it comes to Metal Gear Solid. And for most of us being the age that we are. This is solid was more or less one of our first ones that we actually really played or that we got into. Um, mm-hmm. So there is some nostalgic value in those. Yeah, I think solid was most people's first Metal Gear game. I want to I actually played I had it. I had it and then I played it. Uh, the first Metal Gear on NES. That was my first one ever. Oh, really? I was so, I was <laughs> so young. 
I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I was like, I'll I, uh, this game. I'll play Mario 3 or Double Dragon. I'll be fine. <laughs> I had a friend who his first Metal Gear he played was Metal Gear 4. And I was like, dude, you are in. You have, you have jumped into the deep end and you are you have tight cinder blocks to your fucking feet. You are not Holy ready for Metal Gear 4. And no, he wasn't. Like but this, we, this we should also point sense. out that. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> well, I want to make my case for Eva because I think yeah, Eva is a yeah. cool fucking character. Eva, Eva is great. First of all, she like outsmarts Snake multiple times. She is working for the fucking Patriots and then she betrays the Patriots and starts her own like orphanage mercenary group that's just fucking kicks ass. I would say Eva's role in Metal Gear Solid 4 is probably one of my only like probably one of the only parts of Metal Gear Solid 4 that I really thoroughly enjoyed. I like I like most people. I dislike most of that story. Mm-hmm. I understand that it was Kojima saying, like, I need to tie up every loose end possible, which you don't really have to do. Um, but it's Kojima. So he wanted to do it. I like Eva's whole thing where she was like in love with Big Boss and like uh, creating this kind of this. Uh, she was in love with Big Boss, but she also had her own thing going on. She had like her, her own, own character motivations. So right. and, I, and I would agree. I, I feel that out of all female characters from all Metal Gears that I've played, that she is one of the more memorable ones, the most motivated one. Uh, frankly, uh, everybody from Snake Eater is like, those are like the perfect Metal Gear characters, I think. That's sure. one of the best games ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I think a lot of people can agree to like the Rogues Gallery in that one too, being one of the better teams as well. But I I just think in, in most other ones, as far as the female presence, as far as the love interest, I just... It's just unnecessary, and you don't need it. I mean, even yeah. Biden had Rose, which is a fucking yeah. AI at the end of the day. Just, <laughs> yeah. It's just so unnecessary. Well, you know? Huey had uh, his sister, and then his mother. <laughs> Huey's a fucking weird guy. Yeah. I just keep looking at it from, like, where Kojima grew up. Like, in the 70s, the lady character would always, like, have a down seat. She would always be, like, the sidekick to the hero, but she'd always be there, like, fearing for his death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of feels like Bond. some of those... What? He grew up watching Bond. He was a yeah, Bond Yeah, basically. True. And like Bruce Lee movies, you know, had that too. So it's just kind of par for what he grew up with. Obviously, I, he was in, inspired by The Great Escape as well. So <laughs> I find it ironic in that Bond movies have always had a, a problem with uh, like misogyny and stuff in them. Um, <laughs> I like they're, they're still enjoyable. Like they're, they're, you know, you can always say like, oh, they're from a different time or whatever. But uh, I find it ironic that like Snake Eater is the most Bond like of any Metal Gear game. And I would say that the boss and Eva are I would go so far as to say they're two of the best female characters in any video game. Like they I think they both pass. I think the boss completely passes the Bechdel test. And I want to say Eva like she is like using her wiles against Snake. But it's never like, oh, I'm a useless love interest. It's always I have my ulterior motive going on and I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. get information uh, think, out of you like at the end of the at the end of snake Eater, eva has beaten you <laughs> being that that game was a little more open than the, than the rest i i wasn't ready for that but i think the story actually in the, in the points that you're making actually did draw me to it and i mean it is a damn good metal gear yeah i snake eater yeah. is i would i would i would definitely put it as my favorite and i definitely know i'm not alone in that i think snake eater is i think snake Eater is the best metal gear game it is it's considered the best Metal Gear for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite. I don't know if it's. I'd say it's my favorite. I mean, That's all fair. three. And I would agree with anybody that that says it. I can't really argue the point. But 
I don't know, out of the first three period, I mean, it's it's really rough for me to pick which one I actually love more. I mean, because you think of Metal Gear Solid being that it, it was no like no other game that I ever played before. Mm-hmm. It, it introduced me to something so new, so seemingly original that it, it turned my whole like uh, viewpoint of games to begin with, my whole perspective. Then I get into Metal Gear Solid 2, which upped the ante. And, and, I mean, allowed you to even shoot fucking ice out of a container. I mean, that blew my mind in the demo when I actually played it, you know? Um, it just brought on so many new aspects. I mean, aside from riding, I mean, that game was extremely amazing. Well, it brought to the table. I well let me say, ask this. Does anyone feel like they would put this Metal Gear in their top five? Um, Maybe. Yeah. Um, but that's just because there's room. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I, I mean, there is room, right? But I, this game, it, I was very surprised. I was extremely surprised at how much I actually enjoyed it and then I liked it. I mean, I didn't expect the things that I saw. I mean, even as, as goofy as it was throwing chocolate on the floor to make diarrhea out of the acid or whatnot. I mean, I thought that was so interesting. Just how original Kojima was at the, at that time and in, in working within his limitations. I thought it was, it was amazing. Yeah. It, uh, it definitely says something about the series where, like, I've kind of shit on four, but I feel like if, if somebody told me any Metal Gear game was their favorite Metal Gear game or even their favorite game of all time, even if, it, like, I feel like I said, I've kind of shit on four, but if somebody said Metal Gear Solid 4 is my favorite game of all time, I'd still be like, yeah, I understand that. I understand why you. Like, why you think that? Or why you say that? Not why you think. I understand why you think that, idiot. <laughs> I understand. Right. I, I think we should start. To, I think we should wrap up yeah. this game, talk about the ending real quick. I, I had a genuine moment of panic, by the way, because I, for some reason I thought we weren't recording and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you think I would let that happen? <laughs> I, I, I didn't see it. I was like, for whatever reason, my eye didn't catch it. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. We have multiple things recording, by the way. So I think I would just shoot myself at that point. <laughs> Yeah, we've got backups now, so we're professionals. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. All right, I'll talk about the ending. So after you run down the hallway and you have a lengthy talk about Metal Gear Solid 3 and 2, you get to the end where it's him and the love interest. I always forgot her name. Not Meryl. (laughs) They get attacked by a bunch of guards. (laughs) And the helicopter comes and shoots them all after a little bit because you run out of ammo. Which I, I did like this, and it has some little thing where they wraps up and they get in the helicopter and fly away, and I don't remember anything else. No, that was it. Oh, yeah, okay, that was it. All right, that wasn't just me. Ending. You're on a helicopter and you're safe. Everything's good. Yeah. It's like the ending to Goldeneye, basically. And every every helicopter in any game blows up until the last helicopter, and that's the one you escape on. <laughs> Are you guys ready to go on to questions, comments, or memories? I think so. I only have two. Or maybe I have three. Three or four. I don't have many. First one from Kevin Berganis. This is actually from Metal Gear Group I posted. It said, like most, I only played the MGS3 bundled PS2 version. And I got to say, it was amazing. Everything reminded me of Metal Gear Solid 1. Yep. And it's so cool. Koji was able to recreate it all so well in the PS1. Eh, I mean, he stole it, <laughs> let's say. But just imagine what he managed if he was tasked with recreating again with today's specs. I, yeah, I, you yeah. know, I would not mind seeing this again. I, I mean, would he love to of... see a remade. I mean, the first and second one, I would yeah. love to see them remade. I've been waiting for years. I gave up waiting. Well, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's sadly, it's, it's kind of like sad and not sad. It's one of those things where you can tell Kojima doesn't want to make Metal Gear anymore. <laughs> And yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five was like meant to be an entirely new kind of game. 
work somewhere else now. I, I would it would not surprise me if Kojima felt like Metal Gear Solid 4 was like the epitome of what that series could be. <laughs> Despite the fact that most people don't really like it, the All story right. of it. But yeah, I, I would be interested in seeing a remake. I sadly do not think we'll ever get a remake of Metal Gear. Nope. Um, I don't right, think it uh, really fits in Konami's plan. No, that's not a Pachinko machine. Uh, this one from Gavin Bullock said, I can't stand the NES games. Never played them and I don't I want to someday. Uh, I'll defend the first NES game. That was uh, it was a fun game. While it wasn't as good as the actual MSX game, it was still fun and playable. So <laughs> not my list mm. just to play. But no, um... I'll defend that one, but not two. Oh, what uh, <laughs> uh, Ghost Battle was on Game Boy Color, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. I, oh, I they're fine. I think they're okay. fine. Um, and this one from Kerry Clark he said, "Great game, I love it. Definitely one of the best in the series." I, oh, know, there you go. There's know. somebody who would put it in their top five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and last, last thing I'm going to read from another Metal Gear group that posted this in multiple Metal Gear groups. So, if any of you guys are listening, shout out to you guys. You're awesome. Keep listening. Um, from Zach Land Landiverk said, "No real questions. I love the music and title screen cutscene, which we never talked about. Yeah, we did not oh, talk yeah. about it at all. Yeah. That did, fucking I think... <laughs> oh my god, that opening, that like stall bass esque opening, is so fantastic. I was, was just about up? to say, did uh, anyone else get any snatcher vibes from that? Yeah, <laughs> Sna I mean, it's it, to me, it was like a it was like a Bond opening. It was, it was like a stall bass Bond opening, or um, like a, like the opening to Psycho." I almost, I almost thought of like a, a Terminator opening, though. I mean, the, yeah. the doom, the doom, doom, doom. You, you can just imagine it during that, that, uh, that opening like uh, logo that comes mm -hmm. up in Metal Gear Solid Two or Metal Gear Two. Who does? <laughs> um, who actually? Who did, did the music for this? Uh, composer was looks like the John Williams. Yeah, it's John Williams. <laughs> Yoshi Sekiro, who I believe has. Uh, oh, he. <laughs> Oh, he's in a rock band. That's cool. He did this. He did a couple Final Fantasy games. He did Brave Fencer Musashi. Oh, <laughs> <Whoa>, my. <laughs> yeah, I'll be on the show eventually. Oh, will it really? Yeah, it's on I was the just list. about to say he did Brave Fencer. It's Brave not on the schedule. I, I see you guys. I've just been on the schedule for a while. I, when I don't have internet connection, my brain actively stops working. <laughs> it's literally been on the schedule for three months now. Coming up here in two months. I don't. I look. You tell me what to play, and I play it. <laughs> that's all there is to it. Oh, I don't. Oh, oh, Mike. Uh, he also composed the compares. He also composed the music for a little game on the PlayStation called Chrono Trigger. Whoa, uh, buddy. Not on the PlayStation, really, but I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> okay, well, fuck that game then. I guess. <laughs> it's just Super Nintendo version. Plus, this version just has added cutscenes and some translated dialogue. Nobody ever plays music, though. <laughs> it's not like they completely changed the music, did they? I don't think so. Well, there you go. I yeah, thought maybe at go. first referencing Chrono Cross, which is on PlayStation One, only on PlayStation One, which is not as good. Oh, hey, you better calm good. down on Cross, buddy. Cross <laughs> oh, he did. Uh, oh, he worked on Mindjack, which is a weird game that came out like ten years ago. Oh, are you guys ready to go on to Shelfer Box? I think so. Okay, one quick thing before we go to Shelfer Box. I want to say there is a Snatcher reference in this game where Roy Campbell also mentions the snake to not mention anything about whale whale cuisine, whale food, when contacting George Kasler, a reference to an autopsy-bodied 
but in the in the version we played, it was buffalo meat. So oh, it nice. was a reference to that. And there's also something about him becoming a cyborg under the That's Snatcher right. project. So there's a couple of references to Snatcher. In there. And if anyone has never played Snatcher, we covered it on the show in an earlier episode. Yeah, so we should watch. And also check 20, out that game. Mm-hmm. 28 <laughs> or so? We also did Metal Gear Ghost Fab episode 7, if you guys need more Metal Gear after this episode. Yeah, that actually, that might have been one of the first episodes I was like really, I felt like we did a really good job on. I agree. Extra Metal Gear. I like that Ghost <laughs> Fab episode a lot. Good episode. <laughs> uh, All right. Why don't you oh, go first, uh, Stefan? It looks oh, like gosh. the composer of this game also worked on Snatcher. <laughs> Please talk, Stefan. Why he stop? All right, <laughs> sorry. Here I am, Metal Gear. Um, Metal Gear. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I had fun going back to this because again, I played the original on the NES. I played the original MSX game. I fell in love with them. Although they, like I said, they still have their problems, like switching on key cards to open doors i i'm yeah. looking at it from the perspective of back in the day that must have felt cool because it felt like <laughs> oh i'm actually using something to open the store cool that ever. does not work that is not the same feeling you get today but <laughs> I, like how, um, I like how games have gone back and forth on like like realism versus fun <laughs> yeah and uh, i mean we're in an age where you don't have to do that to impress me. <laughs> I mean, they they did condense the key cards later on, so I mean that helps. But I mean, yeah, wait till uh, wait till the next season when I make you play Arma, when you have to like know how to reload a gun. Oh my man, <laughs> I don't think that's possible. So we're okay. Yeah, we're not gonna play fucking Arma. Yeah. Well, at least this game didn't have pal cards. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it you know the the story touches on the darker messages, you know that. All these people crave war, you know, and without conflict, they literally have no place in the world. So as goofy as Metal Gear is, it's still fun to know that it's trying to put that in there in some small way, even with a guy named Running Man in it. <laughs> but um, I had a lot of fun going back to this. This one was definitely weirder because Snake was slower and I didn't like that. Um, but yeah, I put it on my shelf. It was it's a Metal Gear game. Come on. <laughs> well, that's why he was solid Snake. He was a little heavier in this one. <laughs> All right, how about you, Stu? Um, no surprise here. I'm going to put this on my shelf. Um, <laughs> I picked this game, and I was excited to go back. And, <laughs> I was excited to go back and play it. Unfortunately, I was not able to play it this round, but I... This round? I was, I've was. i played this game in the past, and I think I might actually put this in my top five Metal Gears. It's really fun. It's a great little... It's that great little, like, in-between where you can tell, like, the ideas for Metal Gear Solid are coming into place. Metal Gear and yet Metal Gear and, and Solid Snake and like they're slowly forming Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Slowly they're being perfected into that weird little insane game that I love. So I was really excited to go back and play it. I mean, the the we've had two games in a row where like it's 2D, but the visuals are and 2D games from like 90s where the visuals are still so strong that just stand out like that. Metal Gear D just looks so cool still. And that opening cutscene, I, I I would probably put this on my shelf for that opening intro to this game alone. It's we didn't talk about it enough. It's really really good. <laughs> like I say, if you don't know who Saul Bass is, just look him up. He did the opening to Psycho, and it's very, it's got a very Saul Bass kind of uh uh like Bauhaus style to it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's such a great little game. It was it's I remember having so much fun playing this uh, when I was younger. Now that I have my internet back, I'm probably still going to play it in addition to the game we have next week. So it's definitely going on my shelf. I think most Metal Gears would go on my shelf. Oh, 
And before you, in case sometimes Pride need to remind you, Metal Gear Solid is also on the list coming up here in a few months. Yes, too. it is. Okay. Plus, Metal Gear is like enough can't be said for Metal Gear being genuinely one of the. We mentioned this in Ghost Babble. It's genuinely one of the most fun games to do impressions of because mm-hmm, every yeah. character is so over the top. Just boss. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Say anything <laughs> in like Snake's voice or Liquid Snake's voice, and it you just you just feel good. Oh, Damn, yeah. brother. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot to say about that on Metal Gear Solid. Oh my yes, god! It's just gonna be us making references the entire fucking time. Yep. Look, can we open the Metal Gear Solid episode with uh, all of us going? Uh, kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Red Fox. How about you? Shelf for box. Pretty good. Um, well, I don't know. I, I felt the game was... Red was Fox! Definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. You should have just asked him, what are you, you fighting for? <laughs> what am I fighting for? <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> sorry. You're not sorry. Once so... you start, you can't stop. <laughs> so, I don't know. I felt the game was uh, definitely ahead of its time, man. Uh, Kojima, he he did everything he could to create such a such an epic summer, like a summer movie blockbuster with like uh <clears throat> nes style capabilities like this game right wasn't saying <clears throat> this game it, it wasn't meant for like small kids so i can always imagine like somebody back then when it came out somebody in their their <laughs> early 20s or maybe j- just hitting 17 18 years old finally seeing a game to where they can wow this is adult i can i can relate to this i can get into this something deeper than jumping up and, and hitting coins or you know something along those lines um just you can you can really tell that kojima dreamt of, of something big from the start and it, and it shows in these earlier games whether it's number one whether it's this one um i don't know I, I, it just caused me to to gain such just a lot of respect for the game itself and, and i wish there were a lot more eight big games like it i i when i look at nes when i think back to nes it's hard for me to play other than mario games um because of how simplistic it is besides the graphics besides the narrative but this has it all i mean the graphics for the time were great the narrative was great the gameplay was great um but i mean with all that said this is something i would for sure and surprisingly so put on put on my shelf all right (laughs) i'll go last love him or hate him you have to at least like respect kojima I, like at the very least, you have to respect that he has a vision and a dedication to making that vision. Come and this this game showed it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, f- I want to say first, I said I mentioned earlier two hours ago, um, this <laughs> game didn't grab me at first, but I got to a point where it really took hold, and I am so happy that this part of of my gaming history. I, I've been telling myself for over <laughs> 10 years, I'm going to go play this game one day. I'm going to play this game one day. I bought it on the PS2 version. I bought the Metal Gear Saga version for PS3 to have this copy. I'm like, I'm going to play it one day. Well, <laughs> it finally happened because of this podcast. Otherwise, then I'm very <laughs> grateful for the it. whole this podcast was a, a scheme for Mike to be able to play Metal Gear 2, but he needed to well, trick three other people into playing that's, it. That's part of this podcast game. Colin. <laughs> Metro I never played before. I mean, there were a lot of games on this podcast that because of the show, I finally am playing them. So that's yes, how maybe Mike's that's ending wanted... codec would be like, this is my scheme all along. That's basically yeah. what I'm doing. I'm using the podcast <laughs> like, like to fill in blind spots. That's fine. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, did we keep you waiting? Keep you waiting. Oh, uh, you are keeping me waiting. 
<laughs> I got to edit this damn thing. All right. I'm just going on the shelf because it's a Metal Gear game. It's Boy. amazing. You should definitely play it for all those that haven't yet. I mean, it's not the easiest to get a hold of. I wouldn't have played it if I wouldn't have had the ability to save and load whenever I wanted to at a touch of a key because just because, I mean, that's just the way for me to play. It'd be, it would be a lot rougher if you didn't. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I own two different, I own the copy I'm emulating, so I don't feel guilty. It's just the copy I own doesn't have the ability to save state. So <laughs> I, uh, I want to say, like, it came out for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 at some point, but I don't know if it came out. I don't know if it came out on a disc or if it was like a arcade online download. It's, it's on the disc. It's on okay, it's the on Metal the Gear Solid HD collection on 360 and the Metal Gear Saga collection or the Metal Gear Solid HD collection on yeah. PS3 off. So, if you want I, yeah, I think you're right, though. The best way to play this is being able to like save and reload. I mean, you can save and load whenever you want, just the way the mm-hmm. game is set up on this copy. But it's much easier when I hit one button, don't have to load or load a memory card or anything. Especially for that hind D fight. <laughs> All right. And since I think so I'll go on the shelf in case I can't remember if I said that. And Stefan, do you want to introduce what we're playing next week? Yep. So uh, I think we made enough references on the show. Wait, you have to uh, power up first. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. That's a good. I don't want to say it. That's you, a found good your, you, you found your calling, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go try. You practice uh, that, you asshole. You've <laughs> you've all hundred percent done that on your own when you thought no one was listening. <laughs> I've been powering up all week. I'm getting ready. Um, <laughs> while driving, <laughs> driving, yeah, while really. driving, ah! with my head out the window, looking at people. Spraying <laughs> <laughs> yellow paint in your hair. Uh, we have referenced it so many times on the show. And I felt like, you know, we you can't just keep referencing something and not put it on the show. So we are playing Dragon Ball Z, The Legacy of Goku 2. I think that's the full title. We should have spent the last 50 episodes building it up. Yeah. <laughs> Go back and edit them and I'll republish all of them so people can have little references. Actually, you should have said this uh, on the next episode of Games My Mom Found. <laughs> Are we Will gonna start introducing the next game for the second time? Last time I mean, on games, my mom found Metal Gear Two. Just want to start doing that. That's pretty good too. You have Fine. practiced this shit. <laughs> <laughs> if that's how you want to introduce the next game from now on, you are welcome to. I that'd be amazing. Let's everyone do their best. Uh, their best Metal Gear or Dragon Ball joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. And I, I do like apologize. Get to edit this episode. <laughs> Find out next week. <laughs> Bye. Well, there's a chance I not get very much. Bye. A couple of things I have to cut out. If I said something I didn't mean to say, like hour thirteenth, I got to cut that out. But <laughs> all things. So. All right. First, I want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Stoney, from his EP "Bite the Bullet," the song of the Cool Kid Squad. <laughs> Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> Stop to <laughs> congratulate yourself for doing it. <laughs> it was super <laughs> self pat on the back on that one. It's funny because like the only like when Mike gets the. <laughs> When Mike gets these perfect, he always stops to congratulate himself that he got it perfect, <laughs> thus ruining it. <laughs> it doesn't ruin it. Part of the joke. It's, <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> even when you get it perfect, you have to stop and point out how perfect it was. <laughs> All right. Also, I want to say I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. First, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where I'm constantly posting usually images of the upcoming games. Not on Twitter. I just post every so often on Twitter. So please follow us on there. Do you have any last minute things you guys want to say or have a special surprise for you guys? That I'm going to do. Do you have a special surprise have... for us? Yes. And oh, should, uh, I, I do want to thank Mike on on the air for Stefan and I got some very fancy mugs from Mike for Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, these were um, I didn't like the color blue, but I will accept it, Mike. That's what thank you for that mug. <laughs> I like the color blue, so that's why they're blue. Plus, I didn't order them, so I had to explain <laughs> to several people while I was drinking a out of a mug with a, a naked image of Mike on it. <laughs> <laughs> I also got it's some a very drawing nice, Stefan uh, did from the the Stan Lee photo of of Stan Lee laying on a couch naked with a comic over his yeah. junk, and it's me, a much thinner version of me laying on a couch <laughs> with a comic with games my mom found over me. It was funny because I opened it and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> like Mike said he was sending me a gift, and uh, then I had to explain to people like, "What the fuck are you drinking out of?" I'm like, "Oh, that's my host." <laughs> He's naked. <laughs> I'm not going to explain it any further. <laughs> and uh, Stefan, you you want to give a shout out to somebody you know? Oh, God, thank you for reminding me. Okay, so yeah, we got a new listener whose birthday is, I think, tonight or tomorrow night as of this recording. Jesus Christ. But her name is Isabel. And Isabel, thank you for listening to the show. Happy birthday from all of us. And uh, hope it's a good one. Is your last name Swan? What? <laughs> Is your last name Swan? Isabel Swan. Oh, Swan. I just said Spawn. Uh, somebody gets yeah. that joke. I thought you said Spawn. spawn <laughs> yeah, we all thought you said Spawn. Making a Twilight reference. Uh, her name wasn't Isabel, was it? Yeah, it's. It, they call her Be- uh, Bella, I think, but it's Isabel. Yeah. That. Why do you know I'm that? Right. Also, that's stupid. No. I've read all the Twilight <sighs> books. So. I'm. I'm sorry for Did this. Did you read all the Twilight? I tried book? to make it nice. Yeah. Uh, Isabel Swan, also noted Brazilian sailor. I think I'm right, right? Let's check out. I, I think I'm right. I thought uh, I thought her name was just Bella because I didn't think that... I thought the whole point of her character was to be like the most vague, like nothing character that anybody could put themselves in. Yeah, it's Bella Swan, but her real name is Isabella, but they call her, they call her Bella. Isabella Bella Marie Swan. I see you looked it up too. Later, Isabella Bella Marie Cullen. Spoilers! No. <laughs> All right, I think it's just it's about time to wrap this up. Um, so I got one last thing. I want to shout out real quick to uh, right. to Chadwick, my Verizon technician who saved the day. Who's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not listening to this episode, but you should have told them. Hey, I've been starting to do that now when I talk to random people. Like, hey, do you listen to podcast? Yeah, and I just keep going, keep going. Hey, I I, I host a podcast called Games My Mom Phone. You should take a look. <laughs> I was about five days behind on all my YouTube subscriptions, so I just wanted him to get the fuck out of the house so I could catch up. <laughs> I could just imagine Mike at the grocery store like, that'll be eight ninety one. Do you listen to podcasts? It's getting there. It's coming. Just like, like somebody's like counting chains. You're just like, you're like, do you find yourself getting bored when you're counting chains? You need something to listen to? <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed right. you sneezing. Have you noticed that when you're sneezing, it could be more enjoyable? Are you listening to a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need we'll, we'll we need to develop an app that you wear a pair of headphones and whenever you sneeze or do anything like like completely mundane that like takes a second like you sneeze or you like rub your nose or like you cough it plays a second of the podcast 
Okay, I have a joke since I can only make this now because it's well for people listening to it. There's a very good chance you're listening to it on the brand new year. So I have a joke that I want to do. So I need. Yeah, you might know where I'm going with this, but you won't thank me for it. It's just gonna 20, be a really 20, bad joke. Twenty-four dad hours to go. I want to be sedated. There you go. That's my Nothing joke. to me, nowhere to go. <laughs> Stefan coming in real slow there. <laughs> the airport put me on a plane. Hurry, hurry, hurry before I go insane. I can't control my fingers. I can't control my brain. We'll see you next year. Yeah.